And good morning. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The day after it all came crashing down. It was fun while it lasted. We'll all have our memories. Sad, sad day in Baltimore. As who gives a flying F? It is. It is disappointing. God, I'm gonna let Griffin have his 60 seconds to pretend like anything that happened on a football field last night was relevant in any way, and then I'll remind him that it wasn't. It's just a fun exercise that we do because none of this matters. Coming up on the program today, uh, we will preview Orioles Blue Jays. That does matter. That's a real sport, and we'll uh, talk about it with Buck Martinez, of course, uh, Blue Jays color analyst, former Orioles broadcaster. Also later on, our friend Brandon Copeland, Baltimore native, Gilman alum. He announced yesterday his retirement from the NFL. We'll talk to him about an unlikely 10-year run. Of course, his final team was spending some time right here at home with the Ravens last season. I was talking about that. We had uh, Malik Ham on the radio show last week, and we were talking about like how many guys have had that opportunity, and I was trying to come up with like the whole list, right? So Laquan Williams, Terrence West... Brandon Copeland, Dominique Foxworth. I'm sure I'm missing a ton because I'm just naming them all off the top of my head and I'm not thinking of, of, of many of them clearly. I'll do that later. That'll be a game for later. Kyle but that's, Fuller, I guess. Yeah, technically for yeah. one game. Yeah. For one game. <laughs> yes, he did. Which is only a little bit less than Dominique Foxworth, actually. <laughs> Dom didn't have that many more games than that. Uh, God, I... Uh, God, I, I know there's others, and I'm just bl- oh, Larry Webster. I mean, technically, I mean, I think he was more like Howard County, but we'll call it Howard County. Just it's weird. Howard County is a weird place where you can decide where you're from. <laughs> Parts of Anne Arundel County are that way too, where somebody's like, "I associate more with DC," and I'm like, "Well, get the f out." Camp Who? Campanero would be Howard County too. That's the you know, like I. I don't know, and I like and I like Mike. I've known Mike for a long time. I don't know if I've ever asked him like which he associated more with growing up. I was just thinking more Baltimore than Baltimore. I like I this is I Baltimore Baltimore County to me. Well, right now, what's his fit? Mustafer obviously is oh, on the yeah. team too. Um, but Baltimore Baltimore County to me, when I say Baltimore, is really more what I'm alluding to. Although I guess if you grew up associating, if you're in Anne Arundel or Howard yeah. County, Carroll or, County. Well, Carroll County and Hartford County are the two that are definite, definitively Baltimore counties, but nobody there can say they're from Baltimore. You can't do that. Oh, yeah? Like, you can be from what? Tommy, right? po- Tommy Polly. Tommy had a cup of coffee, right? He had a, he had a season, didn't he? I'm, that's, that's correct. He had a season when uh, the Ravens, I think, had um, – was that a season where Ray got hurt and they just brought in, like, everybody to try to play inside linebacker at that point? They think uh, – they, they tried TJ Slaughter. They tried – I won't even say Bernardo Harris – Oh five, that it was, was the 05, season. Yeah, oh yeah, five, where they were just like, somebody, somebody. It's a rough time, rough time. They switched quarterbacks after that year, which is a good thing. Right up until a playoff game. Anyway, the moral of the story is, how did we get here? Brandon Copeland, Baltimore yes. native, he's going to join us. Drew's going to stop by this morning as well. Uh, if you look over there, you might see that Ryan Chell is sitting in the studio this morning. You remember Ryan Chell from uh, a previous program that I used to be a part of called The Reality Check. Um, Ryan, these days, uh, uh, he got banished from the media business. <laughs> they said, get out, you son of a bitch, and shave. 
And he didn't do that. He said, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to pass on the whole shaving thing. So uh, Ryan, who apparently didn't get the memo that no one likes the City Connects. <laughs> like, I, have, I have one, too. What, what is wrong with I like you? The, I like the hat. I like the hat. The hat's not bad. It says Baltimore on the side. So cool. you're so you're saying don't wear the jersey on Thursday? Why? Why would you spend American? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say this out loud. You can't be making that much money. I am. I mean, sure you're doing fine, but I don't think you're. You can't to just piss away money on horrible uniforms. God. Ryan is here because he's going to be producing the show this Thursday, and I guess because he's been out of it for like 12 minutes or something like that, he said, I'm a little bit nervous that I don't know how things work. So he came in here today, and he's looking over and all of that, and I don't know if we'll have him prepare anything. I don't know if we'll have you prepare a segment. Normally, Griffin does fighting words on Thursday. Uh, yeah, that's right. <sighs> be fighting words list. Maybe I can... Yeah, no, we're not going to let you do it another day. No. I don't care. No, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe Friday. Stan's not here. We'll see. I was going to see if Josh wanted to come in and fill in for Stan. What a massive... Mm. I don't want to say that out loud. What an insane upgrade that would be. <laughs> no offense. I, Stan, you know I he love He may you. agree. Stan would agree. Yeah, 100% yeah. he would agree. <laughs> Josh and I were texting yesterday, and he was like, you know, I'm coming to Baltimore this week. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I meant to ask if he wanted to fill in for Stan. But then it's almost that weird, like, who asks who first type of thing, right? Oh, like... like you know, like, this, is he supposed to ask me if he could come right, in? Right, right. And then it's not like I'm asking him for a favor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then it's just, he's going to hear this because he listens every day. <laughs> this is the awkward part about this. Is like, like there's oh, a lot then, of people like, work out. He'll offer. I can get away with this with a lot of people, but Josh actually listens every day. <laughs> so, like, he's going to hear this. Josh, you know I love you. I would, here, I, am, I, I would love to have you come in. If you can. I also know that when you come home, you're a very busy, very popular man, and a lot of people want a piece of you. So if you can't, I completely understand. But if you could, we'd love to have you. Did I handle that appropriately? I think Is that so, the yeah. best way to go about doing that? All right. Um, you want to go ahead and start the clock, and then we can deal with all the other stuff after. I'll let you vomit out your your thing. Griffin is, of course, our um, one-minute man. That's, uh, that's what he's known as in the streets. And today, he's going to... Occasionally gonna, longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not what I hear. I hear one minute, solid minute, though, for what it's worth. That's what I heard. <laughs> good. Well, good. This is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. And now, to tell us about last night's preseason football dance. Here's our one-minute man, Griffin Betts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was very, very d- disappointing as they do fall in the final seconds against the Washington Commanders. The 24-game win streak is no more, uh, but it was actually, I mean, for Monday Night Football, I thought it was a great game, like, I mean, for and for being preseason, like, you know, it felt real, Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman on the call. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Ravens' uh, offense looked pretty good. I'm not sure how much, uh, you know, how much they were, like, using of anything that we're going to actually see. But Josh Johnson, Anthony Brown, I think they, the Ravens' passers uh, had four touchdowns combined. Uh, they both, I think they both looked really good. Zay Flowers, uh, I think it's it's great. We got an offensive rookie of the year. Uh, so we can. So that's that's fantastic. It's not going to be Bryce Young because if you've seen any of the Panthers preseason games, he's just getting destroyed. Uh, so yeah, I like Zay Flowers as the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I guess the defense could obviously uh, sure up a little bit, but you know none of the. I mean, hopefully we don't see many of these corners playing during the season, uh, which unfortunately might actually be the case. 
How is one minute in the bank gone? I'm like, Jesus, this is the longest minute in the history of humanity. First of all, did you just not do the homework? What? What do you mean? Like, you didn't prepare anything. You were just sort of, yeah, say flowers. Say flowers look great. Charlie Kolar. You didn't You didn't try to sell Travis me on anything. Vokalek. You don't even, Travis Vokalek looks like a guy. No, no, no. Your one minute is up. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Vokalek we're not just going to name nonsense people now. We're not just going to make up names. Vokalek's right? no. real. This is the deal. You, you got to sell me on something that actually mattered, and nothing in there actually mattered. All right, well, mattered. the, the commanders... Said, no, no, no. Your minute is up. I'm not sure what they were thinking. You had your chance. Terry McLaurin got it's hurt. It's over. I don't care about that. We don't do commanders radio around here. Would have taken Sam Hell out Jesus after the first Christ. drive. Jesus Christ. just like, hey, I'm going to name a guy now. You didn't even attempt to sell me on, like, here's why I think like this could alter the the way the 53-man roster is constructed, which is the only possible relevant thing that you could pull from a preseason game. Keaton Mitchell, even that, by the way, is not relevant. Keaton Mitchell, but at least you could make the argument. Right. <sighs> Keaton Mitchell should beat out Melvin Gordon. you got to do better. Okay. you got to do much better. This is going to be – we're going to have to bury – you get one more shot, which is good because there's one more preseason game. You get one more shot, and then we bury this segment for eternity. God. All right. Third preseason game. There's going to be a lot Jesus of takeaways from that one. Christ. Looking um, forward to it. So, look, I, I'll, I'll handle all the other stuff. I'll handle all the nonsense, like John Harbaugh going in afterwards. You know, if, if, if you don't think that that was meaningful, then you didn't play football. Look, man. He's right. They can be as, John can be as mad as me as I want. All, all right, Captain Hardass. Like, all right. You can't. I. I John comes from an era where people genuinely believe that you can, like, bully something into being a fact. Like, if I just say it with my chest, then I can make it a fact. Now, it's the way that we treat Twitter, Twitter, right? If we just tweet something and pretend, like, oh, this is inarguable, then we can make it seem like somehow it's a fact when it's not. There's nothing factual about the preseason win streak being meaningful. The embarrassing part is that John or anybody on this team, or anyone on the other team, thought that it might have been. That's the embarrassing part. And the terrifying part is that anyone involved with any team might make a decision with that in mind. I don't know why our Darius Washington... By the way, this is a true thing that happened to me. I, last night, was doing a perfectly fine job of totally avoiding the Ravens preseason game, like I always do. And then at, I don't know what time, I wandered over to ESPN.com, forgetting that because the game was on ESPN, they just now, like, the, 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 where they used to put a picture, like, they just play it. <laughs> they just Not have really. the video playing <laughs> when you go to ESPN.com. And so I arrived when it was 4th and 12 on the Commander's Final Series, and I decided I would watch that play. I'm like, eh, I don't know, whatever, I'll just watch this play because I'm here now. And then for whatever reason, I just set up for F's sake, I'll stick around. And it was so wildly over the top. Now, here's the thing. I don't blame ESPN for that. They have to broadcast the game. I, I mean, it's detached from reality, the way that they were at talking about it or acting like this is, no, this is a lot. Man, no, this is nothing is what it is. It's nothing. It's an interpretive dance. That's what it is. They were way over the top about it. But I can, I can give them some pass because they're broadcasting the thing. It's an interpretive dance that they're airing live on their network, and so they want people to watch it. This has never mattered. It never will matter. I tweeted something earlier this morning. It's so... The difficult part that we have, and I know this, right? I am a reformed preseason football viewer. 
I was you once. I sat and watched this garbage and tried to pretend like any of it mattered. For what it's worth, at least then, they would play the players. Like, at least when I was doing it, not only would they play the players, Jesus Christ, there were times where it, it used to be a whole thing in the third preseason game. We bring him, it's the dress rehearsal game. Right. We bring him back out for the start of the second half. Like, they used to really go crazy with what they would do. Glad that doesn't happen. Thank God they at least figured that part out, but you still haven't understood yet. Well, and so I say this I, as a reformed man. The reason why you want to pretend like anything from a preseason game matters is because you're watching it. And nobody wants to acknowledge that they're just pissing away three and a half hours of their life. No one just wants to say that. If I watch it, it must matter. No. Not even a little bit. And the people today that are saying something like, man, I got to tell you, Tylon Wallace, he's, he's really locking up a roster spot. Uh. You have no effing clue. Maybe Tylon Wallace will be on the roster because he plays a special teams role. He might. It's the thing that we keep. I, I don't know how many spots they're going to have. When you talk about Keaton Mitchell, I, is this team going to keep four running backs? Really? Four? I mean, four. I mean I'm doing it, four. It, and bo- I'm, I'm booting Melvin Gordon in order to get the four, right? Because they're not given Justice Hill has serious special teams roles. So in order for Keaton Mitchell to be on the team, they'd have to keep four running backs. And I'm not saying they can't, but it's a lot. And I don't know specifically what Keaton Mitchell's special teams roles. If they're important enough, then he can make the team. But I can't speak to that. And that's the thing that like would actually be valuable is if somebody was actually watching all of the various special teams plays and saying, here are the guys getting the most special team snaps because those are the guys that are probably the most likely to end up making a football team. The thing is, that's not exciting. That's not fun, so we don't want to do it. But it's the only thing that might have value. Telling me about what Keaton Mitchell looks like when he's running around has no value. None. But we don't want to feel like we're wasting our time. We, we want to feel like we're watching something that matters. The truth is, we are not. And it, I'm telling you, I don't even remember what the year was that I finally said to myself, I refuse. I do remember one of my sons was young. You should remember it clearly. I, was, I, I happen to remember that I went to Myrtle Beach that summer. Because I do remember going out to my uh, my uncle in law's cigar bar, and I I just forgotten the Ravens were playing the Panthers that night, and the guys in the cigar bar wanted to watch the game, and I had decided I was boycotting preseason football, and I was like, no, I remember that well. But ever since so then, leave or um, I think I just turned. Up? I think I just turned you my chair, legitimate physically turned my chair so that I didn't have so to everybody was cheering and you no they weren't paying attention they just wanted it on in the background and you know they didn't care they just there was a TV in the cigar bar and they wanted it to be on something and so they put it on that I think it actually I petitioned to move it to the Olympic it was an Olympic year it was definitely uh, an Olympic year so 16 yeah, must have been 16 the last time the Ravens lost a game uh, if you say so so, so I, I don't have I couldn't tell you best Best decision I ever made. So since you watched it last have, night, they lose. I watched the end. I did. I did watch the final minute and 12 seconds or whatever it was. After so the, the second Glenn Clark comes the, back to watch. The fourth and 12 pass interference. I don't know why Ardarius Washington was on the field at the end of the game. 
it, part of it might just be they don't really have that many right. corners, right? Why Brandon Stevens but if, is playing so much. If it had just... anything to do with the idea that they wanted a player out on the field to give them a better chance of winning the game, then shame on a pox on all of them. Not that I think that our Darius Washington is the answer, but somebody's got to play. You don't have many guys. And yes, if the commanders were making any decisions, then I don't want to say like Terry McLaurin deserves to be hurt. Like that's over the top. It's not his fault. But like they deserve bad things to happen to them if they were worried at all about winning this nonsense dance. These are interpretive dances. I, I can only say it so many times. The only people that can win or lose are betters. That's it. No one else can win or lose. No, it does not matter. It will never matter that the Ravens lost a preseason game last night. It also absolutely did not matter that they won 24 of them before that. None of it, zero of it matters in any way. The one thing that matters, you know what winning a preseason game looks like? John Harbaugh going to the microphone afterwards and saying, we don't have any serious injuries. That's how you win a preseason game. And it's the only way to win a preseason game. Anybody in Washington today that's trying to pump up, ah, Sam Howe, you know, it looks great. You have no idea because that wasn't real. That was a dance. He might be a good dancer, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe you want to go out and cut a rug with the guy. I have no clue. And maybe he'll prove to be a good quarterback. I can't tell you that. But you have no clue if that's true based on anything that happened last night because they didn't play a football game last night. Ravens weren't playing any starters defensively. It's not even about that, even if they were. They, weren't, they might not have been game planning. They might not have been showing any. It does not, nothing that happened was relevant to football. If you had questions about whether or not Sam Howell was capable of throwing a forward pass, then perhaps you could have learned from last night that he was capable of throwing a forward pass. I'd like to think that we didn't get this deep into the Sam Howell experiment without them knowing that he could physically throw a forward pass, but maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they were concerned about that. And if that's the case, rest assured, the man can bring his arm back and move the ball forward. And not everyone can do that. 50 Cent struggled with it. So <laughs> Conor McGregor struggled with it. Conor McGregor, not good at it. So you got – it's that's positive. Mike Tyson looked good. I, if you say so. His, his throwing motion looked horrible, but okay. like the pitch right down the middle. Wonderful. God, God bless. <laughs> Papa bless. That's just – Ah, I'm so relieved. I, I was losing sleep over how to Mike Tyson looked throwing a pitch. Um, you, you just, I, you guys, I love you, and I get it. I really do. We're, we're we're accustomed to it. You only get so many quote unquote games during the year, so we want these things to matter because we want to have something to watch. Watch suits. Help me out. I, I've spent an entire season in, and I still can't tell if the show is good in any way. I can't figure it out. Sounds like. It's the most puzzling thing. Who was the actress they were trying to figure out if she was hot on The Office? Oh, uh. God. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Thank you. (laughs) This is the way I feel. Like, I can't figure it out. It is the Hillary Swank issue of our time. Is Suits good? Like, I I don't think it's Drek. I'm pretty sure it's not Drek. But maybe it's like preseason football. I'm just wasting. I'm wasting an entire an entire season's worth of episodes I've watched, 
And I still have no idea. None. I did uh, catch up on winning time last night, which was mm-hmm. nice. Can't tell you how much better of a way that is to spend your time than watching preseason football. Are they going to say suits? Yeah. Suits, too. <laughs> Although, again, I don't want to hate on suits because maybe it's good, and I just can't figure out it. I, 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 it's the most befuddling thing. I need help. I need others of you to chime in on whether or not suits is good. It is the biggest issue that I face in my life. Is suits good at all? Like, at all good? Is there anything about it that I should enjoy? I, I just, I, it's really, I mean, it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. And yet it's a far more relevant topic than discussing anything about a preseason football game. So, is what it is, baby. If you enjoyed it. If you're able, some people are able to completely disconnect and just say, I know none of this matters. I know this is utterly irrelevant, but I just want to watch it anyway. And if you can do that, God bless you. I I can't imagine spending my time that way, but God bless you. That that doesn't bother, the only thing that bothers me is anyone who tries to make any ounce of it meaningful in any capacity. And it just ain't. There are meaningful things that are happening, however, in Baltimore. The baseball team is quite meaningful. The Orioles open up a three-game set with the Blue Jays this evening back here at Camden Yards, and that gives us an opportunity to catch up with an old friend, Blue Jays color analyst, former Orioles broadcaster. We welcome back to the program Mr. Buck Martinez, who's with us now here on GCR. Buck, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking the time for us. My pleasure. How are you doing today? Everything is well, Buck. So I, I was chatting with Caleb a couple weeks ago, and I was really starting to sell myself on the Blue Jays arguably being a bigger threat to the Ra- the, the Orioles than the Rays were. And, he, you know, he said, I think so too. And I just look at the Blue Jays on paper, and I just say, why, why haven't they had it? Why haven't they had that stretch where everything's turned? And, of course, we all know what happened the last time the Orioles and Blue Jays got together. Can you define for me? It's not like they're a bad team. Clearly, they're 13 games over 500. But why they just haven't been able to find like that next gear to have ever been a threat in the AL East this season? Yeah, I think it's been an inconsistent offense. That's been the story for this team all year long. You know, on Friday night in Cincinnati, they lost one to nothing in the bottom of the ninth. They uh, squeaked out a 4-3 win on Saturday, and then uh, the bats came alive on Sunday. So it's just been inconsistent as far as uh, the offensive approach. We thought they'd be a much better offensive club than they've shown to this point. And uh, I think the big surprise is they're probably uh, the best pitching staff in the American League, top to bottom, Yeah, for what they've done, uh, the rotation and everything. No, it's crazy, right? Like, every, And that's what I was seeing when we looked at the beginning of August. I said, man, if, if this team with that pitching can just get going a little bit, th- they're going to be very scary by the time you get to the postseason. But, you know, the, the, as you point out, they just, they're not getting the offense going that way. Now, and Sunday, uh, Brady Guerrero left the game with an apparent finger injury in his left hand, and we'll find out tonight just uh, if that was a serious injury or not. The Blue Jays, they had five home runs in the game. They scored 10 runs, so uh, there was an opportunity to take him out of the game, but uh, I haven't heard an update on his status, but um, hopefully he'll be in there tonight. He's always had success against the Orioles in years past, and I think um, 
you know, it, it's time for the offense to step up, and uh, this should be a very interesting series, the next three games in Baltimore. I know it's always worse when it's in Toronto, but has, is, are we at the point yet where anybody thinks about trying to, like, you know, slip something into Ryan Mountcastle's food before a Blue Jays series, <laughs> something? That you, I mean, how do you explain that, like, again, as you put it, these are really good pitchers. How do you explain the, what Ryan Mountcastle has done against the Blue Jays in his career? Well, you know what? He can't even explain it. I talked to him about it in Toronto when they were last there, and uh, he said, "Yeah." He said, "I don't know." He said, "Just uh, it's just one of those things where everything comes together for him." You remember he hit his first uh, two home runs in Buffalo when the team was playing down there, and it's just been a great run for him ever since. And you know what? You just have teams like that where uh, everything seems to come together for you. You, you like the the pitchers you see. You, you see the ball well against them, and, uh, you know, you like hitting at Rogers Center. So, uh, yeah, he's having a good run. And, uh, you know, he had another good series against Oakland as well. So he's yeah. uh, he's just a hot hitter that's having a great second half. Yeah, right now you're right. It has not mattered who the opponent is. He has just been mashing. Buck Martinez is with us here on GCR. Buck, we're going to see Kevin Gosman again tomorrow night. And, of course, you know, I, 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 never, I never know how to have this conversation, right, because he's having another really good season. How do you explain how things change? We always knew the talent was there, and of course, we never saw it here in Baltimore. How do you explain what has clicked for Kevin Gosman as he's gotten away from Baltimore and now has extended into his time in Toronto? Well, Kevin himself says that you know it was uh, started in uh, in Atlanta a little bit and really took the next level in San Francisco. But what he did was he stopped trying to force the slider. And, um, you know, everybody always wanted him to throw a, a two-sinking fastball and a two-seam slider. It didn't work that way. So, you know, he kind of shelved that. He's gone with a four-seam fastball and a splitter, and that's been a great formula for him. Plus, he also really worked hard on his command. He felt like if he was going to be successful, he would have to command his fastball much more consistently, and he's done that. Last couple of years, and, and even this year, he's made some adjustments in that he's throwing more fastballs down in the zone as opposed to just consistently throwing it up in the zone. And I think that's been a, uh, a challenge for the hitters that have faced him. Yeah, there's no question about that. The results certainly bear that out. Um, is there a wild card? Is there someone, Buck, that you would say, if this person could get going a little bit, it could change? Like, and I say the same thing. I, I made the comparison about the Mariners as well because of their pitching. Like, I do really believe the Blue Jays could be a sleeping giant, right, by the time you get – is there someone in particular that you would say – if this player gets going, the story could be much different for the Blue Jays, you know, down the stretch and into the postseason. There's no question it's Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Yeah. If he gets going like he had it going in 2021, I, I don't think anybody would have any concerns. Bo has been consistent all, right. all year long, and he's missed 16 games. He's come back now, and he had a good series in uh, in Cincinnati, hit a home run on Sunday, and, and I just think that, uh, you know, He's been consistent. He's hitting 320 among the best in baseball. And, you know, if Vladdy can get back and have a hot six weeks, I think that would resolve a lot of their concerns about the offense. Whit Merrifield's been terrific. He's hitting 298. Uh, George Springer's been healthy all year long. He's got 15 home runs. But, you know, if, if Vladdy could get it going, I think that would take a lot of the focus off the rest of the lineup. That's a great point. That's a very good point. Buck, from afar, um, how, what have you made of what the Orioles have done 
and and how despite the fact that there's no one that's individually carrying them, although to your point, Ryan Mountcastle has of late, how they've managed to just stay as hot as they've been all season, haven't gone through a dip. How impressed have you been by this team from afar? And I've been impressed from day one. And we saw it last year as they were getting more confidence and some of the younger players were coming up and having an impact. But, you know, not only Mountcastle, but but you look at, uh, you know, having everybody back, getting Cedric Mullins back is huge. Uh, Adley Rutschman, everybody knows what he's done since he was called up last year. But, you know, the the guy that might be the uh, the backbone of this team going forward is Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. What he has done has been remarkable. Uh, he's, a, he's a position player that can play short or third. He could probably play center field if they felt like it. But he, he's got a lot of confidence. He had a great game on Sunday. And he's, uh, he's one guy I think that everybody in baseball is going to get to know for a long time. Uh, you know, it reminds me a little bit, and I know this is uh, blasphemous, but it reminds me a little bit of Cal. When he came up, you know, he's just a ball player. He's one of those guys that goes out there every day. And I think it's uh, it is emblematic of what he did when he hit that ball down the right field line in Oakland and didn't stop at first because he plays the game the right way. You know, he hit a double and he wants to have a double. And um, it, it's a good team. Uh, Santander is a very consistent player that has been a good player for a number of years. But I think Brandon Hyde's done a hell of a job with this team. You know, I was about they to play hard. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Buck. I wanted to ask you that. You know, certainly you have this perspective as a manager, and you know, catchers always have better perspective for it. I, I don't know how to define what Brandon Hyde has done for this team, but every time I talk to guys on this team about him, I get more and more of a sense for it. X's and O's wise, I can't. You know, I don't know if he's the greatest XO manager in the history of baseball, but I know this culture and what's happened here. It certainly, it sure as hell hasn't happened in spite of him. I don't know exactly how much credit he deserves, but I feel like it's more than he's gotten nationally. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, the one thing that uh, you can look at when you try to evaluate the manager's impact is how hard the players play consistently. They don't quit after the sixth inning. They don't quit when they're down. They play nine innings every single game, and that, to me, is testimony to how effective the manager is. And I think he's done a great job. He's He's brought in some players, you know, Hicks came in and then he got hurt and they came back and now he's hurt again. But I think he's always the type of guy that says, well, we can't complain about the guys we don't have. Let's just embrace the guys we do have. And he's done a great job of that. Mixing and matching, bringing guys in. He's even put Mateo in center field from time to time. Um, He thinks outside the box. And I think the players appreciate that because when you are a player and you know, if I have a good game, I might be in there tomorrow, but he never puts pressure on you to say, if you don't perform, you're not going to play. I think he's really done a good job of keeping everybody in the mix, and I, I think he's going to be uh, American League Manager of the Year for sure. Yeah, well-deserved, too. Um, Buck, you, just because you brought it up, can you help me out? We need to come up with a name for a, a game where you have a home run, a triple, and two doubles to explain why it's cooler, than like that's better than hitting for the cycle because because it's called the cycle. Everybody thinks that, like, idiotically, hey, just stop at first base. What about doing the thing that's better than the cycle? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable to me. Base hits. Yeah, that, that yeah, seems pretty cool. Yeah, in the game is pretty special. Right? It's, it's just the, the, yeah. You're spitting in the face of the game by stopping at first base. Like, I, I feel like we shouldn't have to give Gunnar Henderson credit, but to your point, um, I, it's obviously a conversation that has to come up. And, and no, he didn't want to spit in the face of the game. He wanted to play the game the right way. And 
you know, I, I greatly appreciate that. We are very excited about Gunnar Henderson. Most important question I have for you, Buck Martinez, how you feeling these days? I feel great. I've been very fortunate. I'm healthy. I just have a couple of days off. I'll be back in the booth on Friday okay. in Toronto. And unfortunately, I, I just don't get to Baltimore this year, but uh, I look forward to the next time I'm there. Well, we're sorry that we're missing you down here, but we are very happy to hear that. Uh, always enjoy our conversations. Buck Martinez, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us this morning. Great to be with you. Enjoy the series. It should be a good one. Thank you, sir. Buck Martinez, of course, former Orioles broadcaster, now with the Blue Jays. Look, the Orioles have obviously dominated the Blue Jays this year, and so you just simply hope that that continues this week. But much like with the Mariners series, you're going to be facing good starting pitching. Like, that's the reality. It, it For as much of a respite as the A's provided this weekend for an offense that had been struggling on the West Coast before that, you're not going to get the same benefits this week going up against the Blue Jays starters. Kikuchi tonight. I always try, try, your, so, your damn boy. try so damn hard. I, try. I really want to just move right past it, but I can't do it. I don't care, man. Judge me all you want. This is, this is my cross to bear. If this is what prevents me from getting the big network jobs. I don't think I was getting them anyway. Because you can't say Kikuchi without I, I don't, cracking I don't think that was the reason. Oh, that was. I, I think they were myriad other reasons why your boy hadn't cracked through and gotten the big network jobs but haven't that, haven't, that haven't rose to you know local tv comedian right yeah that's uh, so i could go end up on peacock for right. a day i think i've been on peacock a few times oh really i think so i'm trying to think of what i've done by accident I've, dude i've worked for so many that's, people yeah. <laughs> do you know how difficult it is for me to somebody will bring up something that i've done i'll be like did i work for them like really we were just talking about the, um, I you know we, because of Leo Messi, mm. and and again Edie and I God I'm not trying to ruin anybody's fun. I think that Leo Messi is fun as hell, and I enjoy watching it. that goal on Saturday night was majestic, and the Univision call of it was beautiful. Right, I I don't know how to say this. There's only one of him, and when the Vancouver Whitecaps play Minnesota United, you know who's not playing in that game. Leo Messi. Yeah. He can't make the rest of the league matter. He can make the game that he's playing in matter. He can't make the MLS matter. But he might. He can't. He might. No. You never know. No. And as I said to a lot of people, like I, I get that Leo Messi arrived at a time where he was more relevant than some of the other stars that had come in, particularly because it was right on the heels of him winning the World Cup. But you guys are showing your ass a little bit, or just your age, by not understanding that when David Beckham announced he was coming to America, it was the biggest story in the world. In the world. It was like CNN lead story at a time where like that's where you went to get your news, because it was pre-internet you know internet explosion. It never changed anything. I did. I totally forgot about it. I was having this conversation, I think, with um, Caleb, my producer over on uh, 105.7. And I was like, dude, I did DC United games. And then I remember, like, I called Thierry Henry. Like, Thierry Henry, I broadcasted. This dope. This idiot. And then you say Kikuchi came around. Yeah, they ruined everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I broadcasted Thierry Henry. And you know what it didn't do? Change anything about MLS at all. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, 
David Villa, all of them didn't change anything about MLS because you know what is still the case? They were playing against guys that you went to school with. It's pretty cool. I, I guess. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I think Ben Bender's a good uh, soccer player. But, like, dude, this is the reality. You can't change anything. But it reminded me. I was like, I called Thierry Henry. That's a thing that I did. Holy crap. I don't even think I recognized it in the moment. I don't even think I like treated it like a big deal. Uh, like, I was just like, ah, I'm just doing it. It was probably one of the three games that I did that day. I probably did like a Stevenson game, a Loyola game, and then DC United at night. And I was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Crazy. Um, what were, oh, you say Kikuchi. Yeah. Kikuchi tonight, Gosman tomorrow, Berrios. All guys with sub 3 5 ERAs this season. Not going to be an easy week. But, yes, with the, the track record with the Orioles and the Blue Jays, you hope that it continues. Superbook.com and the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23. And when you do, you will get a first bet match, win or lose. I hope you didn't. So here's the deal. If you bet on the Ravens to win last night, the good news is you'd have $250 or up to $250 worth of free bets coming your way. If you bet $50 on it, you'd have $50 worth of free bets coming your way. If you bet the Commanders, you'd have $50 worth of free bets coming your way because it's a first bet match, win or lose, when you use the code GlennClark23 at Superbook.com and on the Superbook app. When we come back in, one of our favorites, a friend of ours, Baltimore native, Gilman alum, Brandon Copeland, announced his retirement from the NFL. We'll talk to him about that in an unlikely 10-year career for an undrafted free agent. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. It's game on every day at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Here, you are in on every play with 100-foot screens at Sports & Social, the best table games action, and FanDuel Sportsbook all just steps away. The best bar bites and drinks to indulgent steaks and curated cocktails. Your game day only gets better when matched up with Live's distinguished dining options. Late game? No problem. Our luxury hotel awaits. Live Casino and Hotel Maryland is the place to be on game day and every day. For more information, visit www.maryland.livecasinohotel.com. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All electronic tolling is here to stay in Maryland, and driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource, home to EasyPass, pay-by-play, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. driveeasymd.com will keep you moving. The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Pressbox. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley bomb, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. 
The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Serps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Last weekend of the regular season kicks off on Friday the 8th with Adley Rutschman Night. Mystery Adley Rutschman giveaway items for the first 750 fans. Fireworks on Saturday with the return of our 1K beer run. See how fast you can complete the race while getting three beers down. And our Birdland celebration on Sunday. Free autograph items for the first 1,000 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at BaySox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the program. And uh, I get a little emotional when I talk about this guy because he's one of my favorite people. And um, it's just an amazing story. It's really remarkable. Uh, the path that he carved for himself in the NFL, and it's not a guy that was supposed to have a 10-year career, but he announced yesterday his retirement from the league. He is a Baltimore native, a Gilman alum, and one of the best people I know. He's Brandon Copeland, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Brandon, it's Glenn. Uh, it's great to catch up. The most important thing to say, congratulations, man. Thank you for taking the time for me, as always. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me, and, and also... I will say this. Thank you for always having me. You've been a, a huge supporter of the things we've done, the things we've done in the city. And, and again, I appreciate always having a, a place to go uh, whenever I come home. And so, I, thank I, you. I hope you know that won't change in any way. And anything thank we can you. do for you, you know, we always have your back, bro. Um, yes, I, I remember talking to you last summer and you were like, dude, I'd really love before all this was said and done to uh, put on purple. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You know, you got a, a little taste of it, and I remember we had an emotional conversation the morning after you played, right? And um, yeah. I, I just – did that make it easier, like, to, to make a decision like this to say, dude, I, what else could I do at this point, right? Like, I, I as a player, I, I guess the answer would be it would be nice to win a Super Bowl, right? Like, I can understand that that would probably be the one. But, like, did it make right, it easier right. for you to say, dude, I, I kind of got to do everything. I, I, I can walk away comfortably at this point. Yeah, yeah, man. I think, you know, I, I sat down, as crazy as it sounds, I sat down and, and had a conversation with a mentor of mine, big brother, um, potentially future Hall of Fame player, I'll say. And um, this summer, you know, I was trying to come back for year 10. And one of the things he said to me was like, Cope, how are you doing this, man? You, you, you've done it all. You got it, blah, blah, blah. But 
what are you looking for? Closure? None of us get closure. It's football, man. I didn't even get closure, right? Mm. And as crazy as it sounds, I sit down and I talk to my wife about it all the time. Like, as crazy as it sounds, I got closure. Like, I got to come back, play for my hometown team, got to go out, get a sack against my old team, got to have my wife and kids watch me play, which was always my dream growing up was to be on the field and have my kids be able to run on it after the game and, and all of those things. And so um, I've been extremely blessed to, you know, have the roller coaster ride of a career, have ups and downs and highs and lows and be fired a number of times and then to come back and, and play and for the team I love. Again, it, it it really doesn't get much better than that besides winning the Super Bowl. Now, right, right. you know, Baltimore, Lamar, OBJ, y'all want to go ahead and, and coach, y'all want to go ahead and, and go to the Super Bowl this year and call your boy, you know, I'll set an edge to for you now. Uh, but, you know, again, it, it, it I've been extremely blessed, and, and sometimes you got to leave things, um, leave things as they are. So it, it's interesting to me because I think a lot of people would say you, almost more than anyone, arguably in football history, have been set up and prepared for life after football, and yet it, it wasn't like you ran away from the game at the first opportunity that you got. Can you walk me through over the last couple of years why, despite everything else you have going on? you remained so dedicated and were so desirous to continue playing when you could have easily stepped aside and said, I'm going to teach, I'm going to do all of these other wonderful things that I've been doing. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's a dream come true to play in the NFL. And, I mean, that's my dream. I mean, no matter what I do off the field and, and what purpose or passions I'm chasing, ultimately to go on uh, the field for a couple hours every day with whether it's in practice or to be in the locker room with the with the guys or to um, be studying and going against a, a opponent things of that nature right like that's a, a different puzzle and a different challenge that again it, it still attracts me there's nothing like it in the world and so you know to walk away from that quote-unquote early or or too soon and and understand as well too you know you you can't rewind the clock on some of those things. There's some things that I'm doing off the, that I was doing off the field that, you know, I could knock on wood. I could always do, uh, but I couldn't always be a pro football player. Mm-hmm. And so to, to sacrifice that opportunity, which is the opportunity of a lifetime um, to do something that, again, I could do for the next 30, 40, 50 years of my life, uh, I, that would have been foolish to me. And so again, I've, I've had, nothing but the time of my life while playing it has been like i said it's been a roller coaster ride. there's definitely been some lows there's been times i wanted to walk away there's been times i didn't think i was good enough there's been times where you know i i thought i should have been more or had more and all those things right like it's it's a job it's a business it takes a lot out of you and, and those that that can withstand the, the storm mentally um, are the ones that you see, quote unquote, succeeding over over the long haul. Um, but also those really, you know, even even you know, taking that away, those people that just get extremely lucky <laughs> are the ones that that it, it would stand the long haul. So um, again, I'm just appreciative. He is Brandon Copeland. He's with us here on GCR. Cope, there's another interesting dichotomy that stands out for me with you, which is the game of football itself. Right, you are truly one of the smartest people I've ever known. And there are a lot of people that would say, you know, why would you play football at all, right? And I'm not trying to paint a romantic picture because I get Mm -hmm. that it's a complicated conversation. 
But for you, knowing the dangers of the sport, knowing what you've been through physically, mm-hmm. what did football give to you or do for you that made you say, as smart, knowing all of these things, you wanted to continue playing the game for as long as you did? Yeah, I think that, you know, again, you can't rewind the clock. I also have a really strong perspective as you and I have had a lot of conversations over the years is, you know, I could, I could try to quote unquote, save my, my body and all those things while, and avoid playing football. And then I could walk out and get into a car accident or I could get hit by a bus. Yep. And so uh, unfortunately, as my wife knows, I'm, the, I'm one of those extreme thinkers and <laughs> ultimately <laughs> I just always think about life like this. I think about, you know, if I'm, let's say, let's, let's say I have me a really long life when let's, let's go ahead. I'm, I'm 90 years old. I used to, I usually say 70, you know, but I'm, I'm 90 years old on my deathbed and I'm looking back on life. But the thing that I always try to do is, is what decision would I be in that position at 90 and be smiling that I made, right? Like, am I happy that I made the decision or I went the route that I chose? And some of those decisions I'm gonna look back on and I'll be like, that was a pretty dumb decision. Uh, but for the most part, when I'm in ever in a, a moment where I have to decide between a couple of different things, um, sacrifice now versus go enjoy myself now, discipline, all those things, right? Like, I just think about that older version of myself and which decision I'd be happy with, which chance did, did I be uh, happy that I took. And, and ultimately, I know that, you know, the older version of me would just be smiling um, or I would be completely upset with myself if I said, nah, let me walk away from football. And because, again, like I said, I could be playing pickup hoops at L.A. Fitness and tear my ACL, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how did the game how – did, how did football improve Brandon Copeland the man, right? Like what did playing the game of football do for you to make you – maybe not make you, but help you become the incredible person that you are? Yeah, man, that's a, a phenomenal question. I think that, uh, man, you're trying to get some tears going on here, brother. I, I, um, I think that... <laughs> um, bro, I was tearing. I'm not going to feel bad about it because I'm telling you, I shed a tear talking to you that morning after you played in the in purple. Like, I, I'm not even going to feel a little yeah. bit bad about it. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. I think that, you know, all, 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 football has taught me so much. It's taught me about, um, like you said, me as a person... Um, what I need to do to get the best out of myself. It's taught me how to sacrifice. It's taught me how to say no to things. It's taught me how to um, delay gratification. It's taught me about creating a process for myself. It's taught me leadership. It's also taught me when to shut up and when to just put my head down and go to work. And so, you know, I think through football, I've met so many different people, so many different personalities. I've been fortunate to be coached by some amazing people as well, too. And I've just been a sponge and taken as many things as possible. And so, you know, as I go into this quote unquote next chapter of life, um, what I'm trying to do is take as much from it as possible, especially from some of the amazing coaches and mentors and leaders and, and team presidents and things of that nature that I've been a, a part of. And I'm trying to see, hey, how can I channel that and make the best version of myself? So ultimately, football has taught me so many different things. Um, it's challenged me in ways to grow. Um, and I think that now that the toughest thing is, you know, the, the best thing in the world about football was, you know, 
worst case scenario, one thing my granddad taught me, worst case scenario, it was just see ball, get ball. Um, it's a little more different. Uh, it's a little <laughs> more difficult in life and business, right? Like you can't just always, you know, forget everything else. See ball, get ball, right? That's just saving grace in football. You can mess up 20 plays. You go get a sack in the fourth quarter. Hey, everybody loves you, right? And so um, now it's trying to make sure I channel that that energy and, and just make sure that I am doing it in a way that is additive to all of the spaces that I'm I'm in. I, I mean this. Did anybody ever, like, tell you if there had been another, like, grandson and grandfather who had played professionally in the same city? Do you? I say that because I just genuinely don't know, and I wonder if at any point along the line someone told you if, like, you were definitively the first to have ever done that. <laughs> Nah, I, I don't know. That's a great. All right, we're gonna have to assign great... Griffin. Get on it. We're gonna have to sign our producer to really <laughs> dig in and do some serious research work on that because it is among among my amazing the amazing things about you. It is one of my favorite things. So let, let's talk about when you talk about that next phase, right? Because we know what you've been doing. We we know all the teaching. We know mm-hmm. beyond the basics. It, is there something else that, as you make this decision, you say, "Hey, I've also always wanted to do." this and this is going to op- open up that opportunity the time for me to pursue something like that yeah i mean there's there's things that i've been working on um as you know over my entire career and, and ultimately all of them are are in the vein of how do i help a younger version of myself selfishly right like you know i, I give a lot but i'll say selfishly all of it is hey how do i teach a younger version of myself about money Okay, well, let's figure out a class and let's figure out how to bottle it up and give it to them. Okay, hey, selfishly, how do I uh, have conversations um, that I'm interested in having with my peers, whether it be NFL players or or other athletes? And so, um, you know, I I can't necessarily say what's next, but, you know, I'm what I will say, Glenn, is one of the things that, you know, people always talk about as a football player, as a pro athlete, you have two deaths right? Or any athlete, really, you have two deaths. You have the, the, the day you actually literally die. You have the day when you, you're no longer uh, an athlete. And I, I'm not, uh, quote unquote, immortal here to that as well. The other day, literally two days ago, somebody was like, hey, man, you should be play, playing in the training camp somewhere. What team you on, right? And it, it, it's just like a little stab to myself, like, ah, you're right. Usually this time of year, I am playing. But what I will say is what I'm fortunate to have is purpose. Mm-hmm. And and the purpose is going and helping people and giving them blueprints or, or playbooks uh, for life early. And so, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the next chapter. Can't necessarily say what, what I'm doing next right now, but um, I'm hoping it's a world changer. Well, I'm not going to doubt that that's going to be the case. Uh, knowing you, <laughs> I'm not going to doubt that even a little bit. Uh, you use the word grateful, um, and, and I think it's a word that people throw around sometimes, but I, I imagine that just sits in more for you, right? That that every time you think about it, you reflect on how unlikely it was that you were going to have this run. And I, I, I don't know if you're able to, to, to sit by and say, my God, like I – I don't know, lucky is the wrong word because you worked for it, right? And I, I grateful is such a good word in this term. But do, do you find yourself able to have perspective for how unlikely it was that you were able to do this and that it all came together and you were able to do so many things? Do you allow yourself to, I don't know, just 
stop and smell the roses a little bit as you reflect. On <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I got uh, a bunch of nice, amazing people sending me support and love yesterday, and and a few people who know me well. Hey, hey take a day or two and just enjoy and relax and disconnect. And I, I kind of laughed at them um, because <laughs> they, they know me, they know me well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah what, what I, what I'll say is I actually literally just posted something that we worked on with players. Tribune I just saw and, that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the, the, it was pieces of advice I wish I had 10 years ago. And, and one of the pieces was uh, the last piece was, Hey, realize that you're actually living your dream. And so in the midst of all the tough workouts and the losses and the wins and the, you know, I'm injured and all those different things, like you, you also have to realize that like you are actively living your wildest dream. And so I'm fortunate to say that there were times and moments where that was the case. Um, there's also times and moments where you're in a vacuum and your blinders are on and you just know you got to work in order to keep the dream going. Um, and I, I will say over the last, I'll say since the Atlanta Falcon days, middle of the season, Atlanta Falcon days, there was a, a, a real moment in time where I had to stop and shake myself awake and say, hey, like, we've done it. Um, <laughs> we, we're here, you know, we, we've done it and we should be proud and we still have more work to go. And you're still a competitor and always going to look at all the things that you're doing wrong or not right or anything like that. But that's just what makes you you. But again stop for a minute or two and say we've done it so you did it man you did it and uh and you're still doing it and i know that's the most important part uh you know that when you do tell tell the world what's coming next you're gonna get a phone call from me and uh you know that uh, anything that we can ever do for you i'm i'm so honored to know you man and um it's been so cool watching you live this journey and um i'm so happy for you and i'm really happy and and, you know we talked about i'm a dad now too i'm really happy for your family um and 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 i think it's awesome that you're going to get to spend the time with them and uh, that they're lucky to have a man like you in their life bro at bcope 51 follow him uh happy for you congratulations bro and let's talk soon all right Sounds like a plan. Love you, Glenn. Thank you. Love you too, bro. Brandon Copeland. It's an um, you know, it's just an unbelievable story. Just like about as off the radar as it could get. You know, I, I guess that maybe the, the Malik Ham would be a unique comparison, right? Like Mal- Keaton Mitchell came into camp this year, and everybody knew based on what he had done in college. Like that guy, maybe should have been drafted. That guy really has a chance. When Brandon Copeland showed up in Ravens training camp a decade ago, no one knew who he was. He was just a neat local story. You know, that's uh, Roy Hilton's grandson. He's running around in camp with the Ravens. Like, oh, that's cool. That'll be he'll for he'll have that forever. He'll always have been able to put on a, a uniform and run around in a training camp. And we got to know him and you know, he was the type of guy that sought people out because he had a vision, right? Like, he had a vision for what he wanted to accomplish and what he wanted to do. And um, he's just one of the most special, you know, unique, incredible people that I've ever come across. And yeah, it's like he saw a ghost, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we'll talk about it. I How do I go from, like, what, my emotional conversation about Brandon Copeland, who's just one of the greatest people ever, to having this dude walk in? What how does that happen? What is he doing here? Well, 
We uh, st- we started a new program for vagrants. <laughs> oh, you got two of them, right? Well, three, including you. All right, we started a new program. This is going to be a real challenge today. Why? Not calling anyone names. <laughs> Oh, well, after, I mean, look, man, we can talk. Yesterday. We can talk about it. After just this goof. try to avoid. See, after, <laughs> it, it, it took you all of three seconds. After this goof, I feel like I feel oh, like, man. and this is something that you would probably say to your your golfers. You can shut ac- up. You could accomplish the same point without having to name call. I feel like I don't even you're feel like that's a name it. call. What I goof. feel like that's pretty rock solid accurate. <sighs> Drew Forrester's here. It's a really strange path from me getting Talk about emotional strange. talking about Brandon. Co- Where have you been for 20 years? <laughs> I don't think it's been 20. Why don't you shave? We already had that conversation. Oh, my God. I don't know 20 years? Over there. I don't know. It feels like it. Also, he he works in food now. Like, imagine walking over. Like, Do you really? Would yeah. you shave, Doing what? The, lo- the local. Come, 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 by, come by the local. Who? The local up in Bel Air. The loco? The local. Local. What is it's it? It's a very popular place. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Is Chinese food? I mean, that's the only thing <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah, interested yeah, in. We do have Drew, fried rice. Drew By the, the way, you know, Drew likes a, the Asian kitchen end of list. Do you that's know that likes. there is? This is a true story. Yeah. In between Deep Creek and Oakland, Maryland, which is 24 miles. Okay. So you got all of Deep Creek. Yeah. Which is a, you know. Pretty significant part of this state. Yeah, I in mean, terms it's a, of it's a, obviously a tourist spot. Right. It's a, yes. and, and you go all the way to Oakland, mm-hmm. which is at the end of the state. It's so funny. It's so I was driving through Oakland. Somebody said, "Well, that's downtown." I'm like, "Downtown what?" Yeah, right. <laughs> well, there's 24 miles. Yeah, there's one Chinese place. I got to be honest with you. Having made that drive, I'm surprised there's one. There's one. Well, there I'm should su- be eight. I understand I'm like, you guys saying. are missing the boat here. I'm surprised there's. Do you know what it's called? I think it's called China Walk. There you go. They're all. Half of them are, so that's a pretty good bet. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Pretty good bet. <laughs> anyway, good here. to see you there. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Yeah. yeah. What is what is his name? <laughs> you. We're going to take a break, and then we'll talk about- Let's dive into that preseason loss last no, night. we're not going to do that. <laughs> Lord knows we're not doing that. Oh, you got that. Lamar at 100 now, after last yeah, night. Right. Yeah, right. After we saw- well, It's not going to be I'm Anthony I'm so Brown. glad we lost, by the way. All right, all right, chill. I don't know if you did speed or something before you came over here. But it's the, no is it, different than any it's other the Jamaican day. blue that's probably got right. y'all jacked up. Chill for a second. We'll grab a break when we come back in. Drew's Who are we beating here. up? We beating someone up? Well, we're gonna talk about it. I'll tell you that I dove a little bit further in. I I am trying to figure out because you know what I don't want to give anything away. I got a little bit more information about whether or not this thing that John Angelos wants is even feasible. But the elementary I, school in the warehouse. I'm not worried about that part of it. I mean the whole thing. We'll talk. Yeah, let's about, just put a school in here. Would you? Ch- I can't even take a break. We should not have any breaks. Go to break! (laughs) Hike to new heights. The best view is yours in Washington County. Our iconic scenic overlooks provide some of the most breathtaking vistas in the mid-Atlantic. Some are very easy walks, some can be driven to, and some are the payoff for a moderate to difficult hike. All are near quaint small towns that offer great dining, shopping, hiking gear, and more. Explore our five national parks for iconic vistas and wineries with breathtaking views. Visit our quaint historic towns and make your stay unforgettable. Learn more at visithagerstown.com. Maryland, be open. America's biggest bike race returns to Maryland Sunday, September 3rd as 120 of the world's best cyclists race the Maryland Cycling Classic presented by United Healthcare. Come enjoy the free fan zones and festival with interactives, food, and drink beginning at noon. Then see the exciting race conclusion from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Inner Harbor. 
Come be loud, be proud, and let the world hear you. For more information, go to MarylandCyclingClassic.us. Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. You feel that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use my promo code, GlennClark23, to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code GlennClark23. All one word, no spaces, two ends in Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook sports and that promo code glennclark23 visit superbook.com for terms and conditions gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER i'm michael jan grandy president of aj michaels your carrier energy expert for 44 years save money energy and make your home more comfortable and virus free find us at ajmichaels.com that's ajmichaels.com Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an EasyPass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at driveezmd.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food, check. Quality of service, check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, Drew Forrester, Drew'sMorningDish.com is in studio with us. I had something. Man, I got to tell you, add right away. You know, you know what I like most, showstopper, is that ever since you and I ended up sharing uh, Sundays over on 105.7 The Fan, it's just always good to see you. You know, like. It had been so long. Unfortunately, since had... you're going to see me this Sunday, and then that'll be the end of the road. All right. Well, it might be the end of the road for both of us. <laughs> you're getting canned too. Oh, might be the case. Okay. I, I no. I just you had your to, chance. I think we're going to be adjusting some things. Oh, are you? I think we're. Well, I mean, be... football. No one's listening to the radio on a Sunday in football season. Period. Um, not during. Well, I mean, not during the game. Right, 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 yeah, right, right, right. Correct. I mean, why wouldn't you? I'll well, talk to Chuck for you. Why wouldn't you come it's on? It's a conversation for another day. Drew. Seven to ten. I'll conversa- do that with you. It's a conversation for another day. He might. You. You might be getting a call about no. something. No, never there mind. Might, there might be a. I got too much going on. There might be a shift available Sundays. All right. Uh, 
but for the what next What do you say weeks, about Kepka? You keep him you you take him as a captain's oh, yeah, pick or not? Definitely. Kepka 100%. Oh, Chase Kepka, big fan. Yeah. That guy can play, man. That was he is big, good, but not as good as his brother. All right. Uh, all right. Let's so go ahead and beat these guys up. Seventy-seven and forty-seven. Chill, and the only chill, story in the chill, whole thing is the owner's chill, an insane. Chill. I need to let Griffin tell everybody about what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel. Oh, and then we can do. I'm that. anxious to hear this. I want to talk about the uh, the R bar. Beat the heat and get ready to rock and roll at the R bar at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, located right at the center of the casino floor. The R bar features live music on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and a seasonal rotation of yard drinks, including a vodka red. Vodka Red Bull Slush and a frozen Mount Gay Rum Runner. Try all the different combinations at the R Bar at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. So you, Where'd your John Oates uh, mustache go? I don't know. I guess I just I just decided it was time to right. move it, on. It was time. That's, that's you know who's it's... not coming to I think it'll come back. Uh, Maryland Live anytime soon? Who's Eddie that? Money. No? Because he's not with I think us. he died. Yes, but correct. he. I saw him there. You guys missed it on the 4th of July. Uh, Drew went 9 for 10 on Are They Alive? I'm pretty sure Eddie Money's is, dead, right? I was. Yes, I, I saw Eddie him. Money passed. Did yes, he? correct. He definitely I passed. saw him there. Um, you know, he only had four songs that anybody knew, and he sang those four, and then he sang two others. Right. And he was so drunk. Oh, yeah? I mean, like, huh. out of his mind All drunk. Right. But he sounded great. So was the guy from the Gaslight Anthem when I saw him earlier this year. He's drunk. And, and... I, I want to say it didn't, like, you know, the performance was really good. They were about a half beat slower than usual, and I could sense that it was the band saying, yeah, he can't, Brian can't, he can't, can't, he can't keep can't, up. He can't do this pace any longer. <laughs> Eddie Money was drunk, like, and he was drinking while he was singing and getting more drunk, but he sang great. All right, well, that's all that matters. That's what you're there for. I yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so here's the deal. All right. I read what you wrote today at DrewsMorningDish.com, which is rare okay. for me. I don't normally I need do a, that. but an, I need another reader. <laughs> right. Yeah, now okay. you've got four. So. Right. Which is, what did Ryan Roland the Smith nerve. say? How many, how many people did he say were listening to us? Five, I think. The nerve got, of these creeps, right? Got in the fight. So here's my deal, right? The, the, you better not defend them. Oh, no, no. It's not about Or def- we're going to be here till m- midnight. Well, defending is the wrong word. What I would say is what it comes off as to me is negotiating, is public. I'm going to try to take my pitch for this. Camden Crossing thing to the people. You you don't want to have to pay exorbitant prices, right? You you want to keep these players around. You better give me what I want. That's what this read to me as. Now maybe I'm zero giving, chance that he's that smart. I understand. I understand that that was what you were going to say, and that a lot of other zero people were chance. going to say that. I'm still not convinced that that's not what happened here. You know what the truth of the matter is with these people. They're not paying for anything. Correct. They don't want to pay for anything. Correct. They want everyone else to pay for it. Well, and, and when and they they, tend, they tend to get that. And when they and this is a great example, when they have the baseball stadium half filled, half filled, that's on them. That's not on you or me or these two. It's on them. You have the baseball stadium halfway freaking filled. You got plenty of space out there to sell advertising. You kicked the sun to the curb. You you don't have anything up there. You 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 brought this super book these super book people in to Ooh, help. No, you, you, no, 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 tread no, lightly. Me, I, tread I'm, lightly. I'm defending them. All right, thank you. You brought these super book people in. You put them into this restaurant out there, and you you give them twenty thousand people a game to come in when I'm sure they thought and expected you'd have the stadium filled. All these vendors are the same. 
You 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 have twenty three thousand people in the building. Go sell some more tickets. Well, I don't disagree. Before you start crying I, about how much money you don't have I, and how and we're gonna have to dramatically increase the prices. Go sell out the ballpark. You already have $120 million of money in your hand, free. You don't have to do anything for it. It comes into you every year. Now you got $120 million. You do another $40 million or so in just in tickets. Go sell the other $40 million. I, I, I'm, it's, it's appalling that he would even think about Saying right now, eh, boy, you better get a good look at Gunner now, because if you right. don't, if so, you're not willing to pay fifty five dollars to come see him play in three years, he's gone. No, you get your salespeople to go sell. Right? No, I understand that, and I don't disagree with you about that. It's but an I, outrage. I, but the connection, I, I, and I, we all know the prices are I going up. Like well, I, yeah, if, so, if you said right now, right. hey, look, we're going to do this systematically. They're going up three, three, three dollars next year, three dollars the year after, three dollars the year after, three dollars the year after. Sort of, kind of what the Ravens used to do. We all knew every other year the Ravens raised the ticket prices. Correct. We all knew it, and nobody really complained. The team was good. Mm-hmm. Team was winning. The, pe- the tickets pe- had value. You wanted to right, be at the games. Right. Yes. So if they did that, if this, if this, if this man, thank you. You proud of me? Thank you. If if he did that. I think we might all say. I, like, I appreciate the triple clutch too. Like he was working I through. I, I, I not the first one, not the second one, not the third Let's, one, and he settled on man. Ethan, I'm on the radio. I hey, buddy. You back. Are you all right? Oh, oh, yeah, right. Make sure he's not. Ethan, are you all right? He's like he's like 40 now, anyway. so you got to be careful. So, he might have arthritis. Yeah, just stayed at some friend's house last night. Lord only Uh-oh. knows what that. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, um, if they did that and just said, "Hey, every every 12 minutes," can, can we have a conference? I mean. Are you sure? Did you like check in with the parents? Oh, I have no idea what happened. Well, I'm saying like, do don't you, even. Do you know that he's not going to stay at a girl's house? Well, I dropped him off at a boy's house. I understand that. Where they went from there, I have I, no I, idea. I um, but if if they did this and and they raised the prices by twelve dollars, let's say over the course of four years, I I think we it would just blend in. Right. But to sit here today, okay, I and threaten everybody. You're harping on the ticket price part, and I think the well, ticket price prices, part, period. I, it's I, all going up. I, I think that the the far bigger part, and I say this based on everything that I know about the circumstances, is that they are so hell bent on we have to have this complex, we have to have this village, this Camden Crossing thing that it's singular. That anything he said about raising the ticket prices, what he's really masking is. We, the, we have to have this. We have to have new sources of revenue. We have to have something else here. And you've got to give that to but us. I would hear that if you could sell the 23,000 seats that I, are unsold. I, I understand that. But these are two separate things, right? Uh, like, okay. They are. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm con- they, are, they conflate because the truth is I'm not wholly opposed to the idea of a ballpark village. As I've said a million times, I'm I think not either. I think something that brings more people downtown That's is awesome. a good thing. Hundred percent agree. Or not just the baseball team. Hundred percent agree. For the entire community. So you, you guys chip in one hundred and fifty million. That's the that's as we you, talked you, about yesterday. You when want you, it? You he chip keeps it in. We're using the words public-private partnership, but isn't telling anyone what the private part is. Chip in one hundred and fifty million. Like that's the part that I'm missing. This is what here, you do in business. Is what's the private part? And the other part right. that's difficult is I keep looking at the map and saying what. Where do you think this is going? And I started poking around yesterday to say, am I missing something here? 
because the the what was reported was he wants the parking lots. Well, you can't have the parking lots. The, I I'm one of Jennifer Aniston. I right, checked in with her agent. It, it doesn't she work said that way. no. Well, but you, this like, is come on, man. But hang on, this is beyond just John lots. Angeles. I'll tell you that their urban planners get infuriated by the idea of there being of there being space downtown that's being wasted on parking lots. Uh, understood. Urban planners despise the you, concept. You figure out where to park. I, I no, well, that's what right. that's what they say. They say right? there's plenty of garages. There's plenty of you know, it's public transportation, whatever it is, take an Uber. Although do, ours is the worst not, of the worst. It's the worst, worst unquestionably. Right. Unquestionably, right? But that's what urban plan, urban plan, the people that are very good at this would say, it is insane to be using space downtown where you don't have a lot of space on just It just sits lots. there. Right, I get it's it. It's not doing anything for you. So it's not unique, right, for them to say, 100%. let's use the parking lots. The problem being, the argument that's made back is well thought out, which is that the football team, was promised a certain number of parking spaces because, to your point about people wanting to go to the football games, for a certain number of people, it is religious activity for them to tailgate. It is not they they would I, I they would rather think, not go to the football game than go without tailgate. One million percent. And I can't think of, and if there is one, somebody should tell me because I haven't been to all of them. I can't think of a stadium, and I I don't know. I've been to fifteen. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a stadium. A football stadium. Yeah. Because lots of baseball stadiums but, but are football. not surrounded by parking spots. Right. So like, I was just in Pittsburgh. Yes. I just went to the game in, in Pittsburgh. Yes. Unbelievable stadium. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember how we got in there, What like in, in terms of like how we drove in. We parked right across the street from the stadium in a very, very small lot. We got there late. Um I mean, we got there. The game was six thirty-five. I think we got there at, or no, the game was seven oh five. We got there at six fifty-five. We were late. Um, it was forty bucks to park, but it, it was also there were only forty cars in the lot. I don't think there's any parking there, right? For for people, yeah. you have to go find a garage and Correct. park, right? I mean, there's no and moss parking like there is in football stadiums. I don't think I've ever encountered a football stadium there like wasn't- that. Surrounded by I, because, I would, in fact, I would right say in Baltimore, it's one of the smallest. And you just hit right on it. It it's it's part and parcel of the football experience. Correct is for you to get there at nine thirty and tailgate. Correct. It's just, it is what it is. You don't have the right. option of saying the football team. Part of what's going on with this, and this sounds, this is the truth. It sounds terrible to say it, and maybe I don't posture it the right way. Part of what's going on in this entire thing is the fact that the Ravens have been such a – whatever you want to call it. The Ravens have been such a godsend to the community for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And the Orioles have been so fractured mm-hmm. and so 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 moribund that we can't it, – it's really, really hard to give them the benefit of well, the doubt. Or even to listen to the arguments because the, the arguments right. they make – they it, did that. I had, I had this conversation with a couple of people that have been involved in this process. There are warranted arguments that have been made about, look, we are talking about you know 100 dates on one side and 10 dates on the other side. No doubt. And that's not irrelevant. It's not. It, and unquestionably, it's part of the reason why the Orioles have – large control over decisions about the complex, right, is because... Yeah, you're the main tenant. Correct. No they, matter what the Ravens think, drives you're the main tenant. You put 800,000 people in the stadium, and they put 2.2 million or whatever. Then I don't even know the numbers, but right. two, 2 million. It's relevant, right? right? Sure. It's a good point. The idea of, as, we, as I said before, the concept of let's have this ballpark village 
is one that alone, if you separate it from any of the people that are involved, if you, if you can separate from John Angelos, if Dave Davison was the owner of the Orioles and suggested, hey, I want to do something to spruce up downtown. We'd all say, man, that's a smart guy right there. We'd say it's a great idea. No doubt. Every single one of us would say we, we think that's incredibly smart. No, no doubt. So, but we can't separate it because we don't trust the person that's involved. We don't well, because for thirty years, correct? They've, the family they've earned, they've earned that a hundred percent, right? So we have a two very diametrically opposite things totally that are it. going on right now. Totally buy which, in, check. I agree. Which become problematic. So the thing that they're hell bent about, the thing that are we a hundred percent sure? By the way, one hundred percent sure this isn't major league. That, what do you mean? That, that, Oh, that this isn't deep, a, you deep, know, right? Deep like down. They're trying to tank. No, they're winning games. Settle down. Oh, that's part yeah, of the whole yeah. thing. Right? Oh, you think deep. it's a problem? 100%. I don't think. I don't buy that. I'm, I'm just saying. Are you, yeah. are you 100%? Uh, how's, the, how's your meter? I understand that. Tank I, meter. I would be at 97%. Okay. That this I, is not. Uh, they don't They don't view being base, winning baseball games as part of the problem. No. No, no, no. That's no not, it's not man. this. I don't think I'm in at fact, 97. In fact, I would think it's almost the opposite, and this is why it's been I so. I think they're mad. No, I think the problematic part, I think they hoped that winning baseball games would curry more favor in order for them to get the things that they wanted. And that's not been the case because of missteps. For what it's worth... It's not the case because no one likes them. I understand that. <laughs> but I think right. if, this, I get it. If, a few, if a few things that he had said, and the, first of all, before the Kevin Brown thing came up, the vitriol was not nearly what it is today. The Kevin Brown thing changed everything, right? Like, there was a point at which the average Orioles fan would say, I don't trust him, but to be fair, but I don't... They're, but they're coming around. Correct, right? Hey, like, we haven't heard them do anything goofy here since correct. they changed, uh, since they got in a fight with the Indy race car people. Right. Hey, they're coming around, and they, then this there, happens. There were some awkward media appearances, obviously. There were some uncomfortable, right. like, conversations but nothing that was so publicly bad that there was any reason for vitriol in any way. There were probably enough people around town that would say, you know, I'm starting to think I can separate him from his father, right? Like, there probably were maybe not 50% of Orioles fans, but there were starting to be a chunk of Orioles fans that would say, I'm listening. They got Mike Elias right. They got Brandon Hyde right. They've done all these things. And my, in, in the work that I've done, I have reason to believe that they thought that winning would help them curry favor in this push for getting what, and I say they, it's he, it's what John Angelos Well, wants. it's the ownership yes, group. Correct. I mean, it, but it isn't fair necessarily to, to just say it's only him, but it's, him. it's but, certainly. But he's running the show. Correct. No question. That what I don't he think wants, his dad is cognizant enough at this point right, to what, know. What he wants is this village. That's almost singularly what's driving John Angelos right now. He is hell-bent about this village. And again, on, on paper, I get it. I, we all see the things. If you've been to Atlanta, you see that area around the state. If you've been to Foxborough, like you and I have been a million times, and you missed the that field goal. The thing up in Philly. Right? I made that field goal. It's, yeah, you didn't. Um, well, I, right yeah, right yeah, through yeah, the middle. Yeah, Cundiff yeah, missed yeah, it. And I know he missed it, but I hit you, it. Also, you also did mm-hmm. not make the field goal. Right in the middle. Um, the thing in Philly would be a low end. It was 32 yards. Thank I could have blown the ball in there Thank from you. there. The thing in Philly would be a low end of what we're talking about because it's just one building right in Philadelphia, kind of in between all the stadiums. But it is something. Um, St. Louis, we've all seen these things, and sure. we've said these are good things. Yes, you'd want this type of complex in your city. These are all beneficial. But we come back, but where? But where? And to your point, but how? With what money? Because well, that's the, the whole thing. Like, put your, get 
Put your own money in. Right. Let's see how big they are. You put you you yapping yeah. about getting money. Put your own money in, and let's figure out if you're really a player or if you just want a free check. Put your money in. Stop threatening the fans, and we'll we, and and re-sign some of these dudes, and we're we're here for you. But don't start this stuff where well, you know, I tell you, when these guys get to be free agents, we're just not going to be able to afford them anymore unless the fans want to pay for it. You and, pay and for it. The, the, They're your players. The frustrating part is that you say like, why can't someone get a hold? And this goes to why people make the comparisons to Logan Roy, right? Like, why can't someone get a hold of you and say, dude, you're, if you want this, you are saying all of the wrong things. If you really want this, there's a better way well, to go about it. you're not talking any sense into them and about that's, that. And that's the problematic part. You, the problematic you know part is that like, there are so many intelligent people that you just wish could get somebody, grab them by the neck and say, dude, do you really want that thing outside your stadium? Then don't say the players aren't going to be around. <laughs> Right. That might not be a good idea. Hey, by the way, we're going to stink again you're, in three years. You're trying to push for this thing to exist. But we're going to have an elementary school. Right. Like you, If you right. really want it, then maybe don't say that. Which You don't even have to tell the truth. My God. That's the, the shameful yeah, part sure. about all um, of it. Do, it, do what is, you've been doing. Like you, don't, you don't have Work to. Work your way around the truth. Right. My God, man. All you right. got to do is it's not, unbelievable. not do this. Right. Anything else you want to do, do it. Don't do this. Don't come out and say... Gunner's going to be great for the Dodgers. Correct. Tell you. Anything other than that. You seen the interleague schedule in 2027? See see when Rutschman comes back in when he's with the Diamondbacks? I mean, come on. Like, this is... It's comical that that people that are supposedly smart do this and say these things and and then expect there not to be any pushback. Oh, you're going to get rid of all the baseball players we like? Can we please get these guys some more public money? Can it's we please give them more of our tax dollars so they can turn around and make sure that Adley Rutschman isn't an Oriole in a couple sell, of years? Sell your 46,000 seats or your, or your 43,000 seats in the stadium. Sell those. Sell all the boards out there. Sell the clock. Sell whatever you can sell. And then report back and say, hey, we have maxed out. This is, this is like... This is very similar. What's the name of the place he works? The local. It's a restaurant? Yeah. There's tables? Yeah. So this would be like... Forks. How many, There's forks in every. Are there really? How many tables are in this restaurant? <laughs> yeah, wait a second. You play for the Indians? Yeah. yeah. We got uniforms in every. Right, right. How many tables? 40. Okay, 40. This would be akin to, the, to there being 20 tables uh, filled on a Saturday night. And he comes up with the, the menus and says, by the way... Tonight, whatever you see on the menu, whatever the price is, yeah, the filet's thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. But tonight, it's we're four, raising the 47. prices. It's forty, right. right? And you say why? And he says, "Well, we we're basing it based on how many people are in the in the restaurant, right? Right? The pricing is dynamic. How many people are here tonight? Well, sell the other twenty tables, right? Don't you don't I, charge me more money t- until well, you've maxed uh, out. It, Once it, they've maxed out." If they sell every seat and they sell everything on the boards and all the boxes are filled, and then you want to cry about need more money, oh, okay. But go go bring Adele in and let her sing for a couple hours and charge and bring up the Foo Fighters in or Aerosmith. But don't tell me. Yeah, three I, don't, year- I don't think we really want Aerosmith at this point. I'm pretty sure that's really. Over. I think it's over. You better bite your tongue. I think it's over. Three dude. three. It's never over with yeah. Steven Tyler. When he. 
But don't mm. tell me three or four years in advance. I gotta prepare for the prices to go up because you can't afford. But I I think that, that I, drives me insane. And, and this is I don't think that I, I really don't. I don't think that's what he was doing. And I, the funny part, of course, is, that's what he's doing. No, I don't think that's what it was. I'm not saying the prices won't go up, but I really do. Everything about what happened, I think, has way more to do with the village than it does. Uh, okay, but but I, the, I, but I think, look, I think no, you're wrong his, on that. I think it's dog whistle. Okay, the you're wrong not you're not wrong. But here, let me say this: they there is nothing in their history. Zero, nothing that said he used and this, and this. And I didn't even write this this morning. This is the one that made me pee my pants when he said, "When you have to pay two hundred million or one hundred and fifty million for these baseball players, I got news for you, Cap. Yeah, you haven't done that. You, right. Well, I got news you for would, you. Yeah. A, you haven't done you it. No. B, if you think you're going to get Gunnar Henderson for yeah, two hundred million dollars, right. yeah, you're correct. insane. It's not going to happen. At He's going to get four hundred million. Well, maybe today, if you wanted to pay him two hundred million today to get I the buyout, like one extra year. Of, of maybe, past, but you've never done that in your life. Your dad gave Chris Davis $161 million, which was, at the time, we all assumed he'd be okay. He wound up hitting a buck 80. Yes. But you've never done that. You're, you're trying to tell me that you're going to pay $200 million and you act like that's an impediment? You you let Manny Machado leave, He you probably offered him 200 and he snorted at you and laughed. Correct. Like you're out of touch with reality if you think you're getting these baseball players for two hundred million dollars. Well, again, the ones right now that you have under contract, maybe because they have so many arbitration years, and they're not taking it. I understand. Those guys aren't taking. If you went to Gunnar Henderson right now and said, "Hey, I tell you what, we'll do. We'll give you two hundred million for the next six years," he'd say, "Yeah, I think I'm good." Well, no. See, that's interesting. Probably only because he's a Boris client. But six years? No, actually, he might do six years because that wouldn't really crush him. Correct. Yeah, he would be a, at that point. He'd, he'd be, be a, a twenty agent at twenty eight, right. right? Like, and it stand. He would stand to make more money in the process. So maybe you could do it with Gunnar Henderson, but but they're not doing that. Correct. Correct. They're just not. That's unless the, the prices go up dramatically. It, it's a joke. Yeah. I, I, it, it's offensive. It's so offensive, and I gotta think the Ravens sit over there and just giggle and say that these goofs can't well, get know, out of their funny. own way. And and because the Ravens, you know this right. from the very beginning, the Ravens have always been, always. You can get Kevin Byrne on here anytime; and he'll mm-hmm. tell you they have always been extraordinarily jealous of the Orioles. Always sure. right. until. Right, the Orioles stopped trying all to win went, in 2000, hell, yeah. and then the, the Ravens laughed at them. Mm-hmm. And now the Ravens have laughed at them for the last 20 years. And now, as we sit here today, the Ravens have to be at least thinking. And this is a, this is a 35,000 foot view. Hey, we used to go out in the off season, and we'd go well, we'd go to the racetrack people, or to Royal Farms, or Toyota, and we'd walk in there. And say, hey, we're here to pitch our advertising. Right. And the, they'd say we're the, spending, and they'd say, how much is it? And the Ravens would say four hundred grand, and the Toyota people would go, we thought it'd be five hundred. Where do we sign? Mm-hmm. And then they'd have a little ad in the Oriole program because nobody spent any money on the Orioles. Now, when you go in there in the off season, the Toyota people go, yeah, we used to spend four hundred, but we got two hundred invested with the Orioles now. Mm-hmm. It's affected the Ravens. The Ravens have been impacted by the Orioles in the last two years on the streets, not not in the way that not in the way that the fan base looks at the two teams, right. but in the on the streets in in the in the business community, the Orioles have made an uptick. Well, and arguably, and it's funny I was talking about this, with and the Ravens are laughing now. The, the Steve Bishotti and his leadership of the Ravens has never treated the Ravens specifically as his money making business. 
which is not. I'm not trying to paint Steve Which is Bichotti. hilarious because they make $100 hundred million. A hundred percent, right? But the, how many things have they left on the table? I talk about this constantly. They have no. Tu- they have a stadium that has no touch on anything other than the game day. They never built a store you could go visit. Like you couldn't. There isn't a Ravens store that you can just go to on a Tuesday. Whether it's at the stadium, you mean well, or there, in, right? There's, or a, there's a store Mills. in the stadium. Correct on game day, you right, can right, go right, there. Right. But there, on a Tuesday, you can't say I want to go purchase. Go to the Ravens store or visit the Ravens themed restaurant or the Ravens themed sports book or anything along those lines. They exist on game day and the days that you get you're allowed to go out to practice during training camp, and that's it. Other than those days, there is no physical touch that you can have with the Baltimore Ravens. They've left presumably a good bit of money on the table because of it. And that's always been interesting to me because I guess it's ideal, it's what we want. It prevents them from getting in the way of things like this. Like, they, they get pitched a, here's the extension we have in mind for a stadium, and they say, all right, cool, sounds good to us. We're getting 600 million bucks. Great, that's that's what we want. Whereas on the flip side, the Orioles are now being treated as the money-making business. Right. And when that happens, it gets in the way of the things that we want as sports fans because we just want the players to be here. We just want whatever it is that we want and when you tell us about, you know, I don't know, operating losses, all that, we don't care about that. You can't get anyone to care about that. You can't win that battle. You can't sell to Dave in Falston why we should care about your bottom line. No one will ever, they don't hang banners for being profitable. Like, no one will ever care about that. And Correct. it's not worth bringing up ever, ever in any conversation because you'll never win doing uh, 100% something. 100% like agree. That. I mean, I it's. I just can't get over. I just can. It never ceases to amaze me. You you have the one thing you haven't had in twenty five years. I don't even know how long it's been. You finally have the one thing you haven't had. You have actual real baseball players that you groomed, that are the talk of the of the league, and and somehow you've fizzled this away. Yep. Like it's unreal. It's incredible. Yep, it, correct. The, you, you finally have this core of guys, five, six, seven of them. Like, it's laughable how, how this has all worked out in their favor and this charmed life they've led, and they've somehow thrown up all over themselves. It's incredible. Well, and it goes back to the question that everybody asks, which is... They don't have one good player. They have six right, good They have players. lots of good players. They have every it's unreal. every reason for the city to be in love with baseball, but it goes back to the thing that always is in the back of every Orioles fan's mind, which is, is it just the same? Is it always just going to be the same old thing? Will they ever yes. be able to get out of their own way? No. And that's... I, look, it isn't even... I, like, I said this last week, or I wrote this last week. There was a, there was a time... I'm gonna say I'll just say 15 years ago, there was a time when if you took the you took a circle, a perfect circle, and you divided it, I'm gonna just use these numbers. You you can argue with them, but there there were 30 percent of the people in the market who thought the Orioles were getting the were getting a bad rap. 30 percent of the people in the market mm-hmm. thought the Orioles were getting a bad rap. Forty percent of the people in the market thought they did some good things and some bad things, and the other thirty percent of the people in the market thought they were horrendous, sure, incapable of doing anything right. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you, you fiddle with those numbers however you want. That was fifteen years ago. 
eight years ago, that number went from 30% thought the Orioles were fine down to about 20%. And then the shift happened where the 40 maybe turned into 45 and the and the, I mean, when, turned into 35, and then the other number of people who think they're buffoons turned into 40% or whatever. Now, today, I, I don't think there are many people left in town now who think the ownership is getting the shaft. No. Oh, no. Lord, no. I think the diehards yeah. have finally caved oh. in and said, yeah, I'm looking kind of foolish now. The, I, I, I'm separating the two. I'm separating baseball. Right. I'm separating the team on the field. Right. We're all thrilled at what's going on with the team on the field. Well, I think the fact that with, the team, and I think that's the, I think the fact that the team is finally good is actually driven to that. Where the even the diehards are like, dude, now you, we. I can't defend you anymore. This. I can't defend you any longer. Stop I've defended it. you for years. Right, from these radio station idiots who think that the team has been run to the ground. Right. I've defended you. I can't defend you anymore. And I, I'm not. Pat on my chest here to say we were right. That this has been a fiasco from Jump Street. It just took for for it took a long time for this thing to pan out to where everyone's true colors got exposed. You 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 want this given to you, gifted to you, and and not only are you not willing to say thank you, you're you're now saying, by the way, I know you've given a lot to me over the years when I didn't even put a baseball team on the field, right. I know we charged you thirty-two dollars to sit in the box seats when the team was going fifty-four and one hundred and eight. Yep. In four years, when we go one hundred and six and fifty-six, you're going to pay double. I, I, I'm telling you, I think you're. I think that the part that you're driving the, the and I know a lot of other that's people reprehensible. Are, the ticket price part of it, I don't think is the story. I think that's the herring. It, I think it's that's the what, story. I, but it is the story. I, it's to us. It might not be. It might not be the the. The, I, the global story, but to people like I me, I understand that that have endured this garbage. Right, you 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 charged me full price when you trotted Felix Pa out. There. I understand. Who that. was the shortstop we got that used to play for Tampa? Who was terrible? Davy Cruz. No, Tim Beckham. Tim Beckham. Like you, 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 you made me watch these people and pay you thirty two dollars to see you lose eleven to four every Tuesday. Right. And now that you finally got good, and maybe you're going to pay me back for it, you charge me double. I understand. If that. you even resign them, I just, which you aren't. I don't think the point. Just trade them. I don't think the point for How him. How funny would that be? About trade them today. <laughs> just trade these guys. I mean, it, by the way, at some point, if you're not going to sign them. And this is the thing that we had to start talking about yesterday. If you're telling us we're not going to sign these players, then the window ain't five years. Like, the window has to become three years because you got to trade them when they have some and, value. And I tried saying this in, in March. Well, that, was a man, that was the Manny thing all over again, right? Right. You like, they, they waited 14 months. And you had to take pennies on the dollar right. at a point where you weren't winning. Like, they, this is – you can't do that. If that's the way it's going to be. If – and I, I don't know why we didn't listen when they said – when he said in March, I want to be the next Tampa – and there were so many people that were like, well, he just wants to be a small team, uh, a small market team that competes. I'm like, no. He didn't say the next San Diego. He said the next Tampa. Yeah, they made $64 million last year, and they won 83 games, right? Yes. They made, and they yeah. made – think about it, right? And this goes back to this argument we've, we talk about all the time with them, but really with any of these teams. If I'm making $64 million and I'm going to finish third – or last, right. what's the difference? Exactly right. I'm making $64 million. It doesn't really matter. Correct. And, you, you know, I understand why teams do what they do, like the Mets and the Yankees, because 
people won't go to the games in New York. They just won't go if the team's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to go. Well, right? The it goes anywhere where the team's terrible. But, well, but but the, it would be a dramatically different financial picture in New York than it is in Cincinnati well, sure, or of Pittsburgh course, right. uh, or Baltimore. Right. The, if this team this year was 70 wins, they'd still get – Sixty-four million dollars. Yes. They made it last year, yes. right? But in New York, if the team's terrible, people just won't go, and they'll have it. 16, but they have people. plenty of other revenue streams. Understood. Lots but, of other and but, bigger revenue streams. But that becomes that's also the difficult part. That about becomes it, the story is what's you can't win over. It can be factual that there is a different when we bring up why the Ravens don't treat them, themselves as a money-making business versus why the Orioles do. It can be factually accurate that the Ravens don't have to. The revenue sharing model in the NFL is better than what they have in Major League Baseball. So when you say, well, the Orioles are going to make X amount of dollars, yes, the Ravens are going to make more without having to try. So Every team does. that can be factually accurate, and yet you can't win that. You can't come back and say every time they try to say, well, baseball is different. It's just not, it, it's not the same thing, and it's, there's nothing more difficult in sports than for a small market team to work. In ba- you can't win that argument. You cannot do it. Making that argument is you're you're talking into the wind. No fan is willing to listen to you because it's not my problem. It's well, that's not. why I said sell it more can, tickets. It can Stop both crying to me, but it can be accurate. It can sell be accurate tickets. that it's more difficult to compete. it can be accurate, but it if, doesn't matter if they were selling out the stadium and they were selling out the the advertising and all the boxes were filled. I I, I would listen. If you've maxed out, I watch the TV broadcast. It's the same three advertisers every game. I understand. If Southwest Airlines goes right. out of business tomorrow, the right. Oriole TV network's done. Yeah, but did like, you know that baseball is back with new rules? I heard. Had you heard that? Yeah. Breaking, so breaking news. So if you max, this is my restaurant thing. Like, don't don't I, tell I me the it. price of the steak is going up because you didn't sell enough of the tables tonight. Right. Go sell more tables. Right. I'm going to pay what I pay for the steak. I understand exactly. And what this you're is saying. what drives me insane. You you the stadium's half filled. I, the boards are half filled. The I look up in the boxes. I went to the game three weeks ago. I look up in the box. They're they're empty. Sell them. Don't get don't tell me to pony up. You do your work. They're your players. You pay them. And if you pay them, I'll then I'll come. That it's is unreal. That is it's offensive. I, I, it is I so disagree. offensive. I don't, I don't it's dis- unbelievable. I don't disagree with that, but I think and I think I they think must you, think people are stupid. I think what you're lost in is the the ticket prices. Where that's I'm, I'm telling I'm you, that's, the, the, I'm the, lost in the. I'm not lost in ticket prices. The big th- the thing is the village. Okay, the but I'm not lost in the ticket prices. I'm what loses me is you haven't sold. All of I your un- inventory as it is. The, I agree with It isn't those about things. the ticket price, but it's about how much money do you need? How much do you how much free money do you how much money do you need us to give you? And and sell what you have to sell first. And then if you want to cry poor boy, because that's how baseball uh, we can't re-sign these guys because these owners pay these players too much money. Uh, okay, I'll listen to that. You want to charge eight more dollars next year or in three years to keep these guys? Let's they listen. Can, what I'm saying is they can raise the ticket prices whenever they want, and they will, no matter what they say. They will. Build a golf whether course they, on whether, one of these parking they spent, lots. What I'm telling you is this is their one opportunity to get this done with a lease. This is it. It's not a lease. It's a, it's a partnership. Thank you. Thank you. This is their one chance. How funny was that? Thank you. doesn't like the word lease. This is I don't their, like the word this a is, pay increase. I mean, a is, ticket increase either. This is it. If it, if it doesn't happen now... 
Just go You're get not, new owners. Just sell the team. Okay, that's where we come back. Just sell the team. I mean, that's the, don't and, get me wrong. No, just it sell sounds, it. It sounds great. If that's I know, what we're hoping no one, for, no one, no one that, wants to buy it. Well, because no even, one wants to sit at the table with them. It's not even necessarily just no one wants it. to buy it. I think there would be people that want to buy it. It's that they're not selling. Just please sell like it. They're selling or they'll sell at a price that's not like you. You want to pay the same price that the guy paid for the Commanders? You can buy the Orioles. But without that, they're not selling. Like that's the the reality of the circumstances. Just sell a team. So Jeez. I'm going. I'm going to the game tonight. So what chant should I be starting? And who cares? Or, or who cares? Or what sign? Or what sign should I make? Well, what sign that's not going to be shown on Madison? Should I uh... fire Kevin Brown? That's what I'd start. You guys were right. Should have fired him. That's the problem here. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> what chance should you start? How about free the birds? Ah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. How about we start that one? There we go. Uh, you know what we could do? What Get some shirts got? made up. What a, yeah. <laughs> Let's get some T-shirts God, made there up. Was, there was somebody who ran one of those websites in town that would always say to us, you like it when the Orioles are bad because you can sell more T-shirts. Yeah. I was like, we you can't sell any advertising, You nailed it. $100 worth of T-shirt yeah, sales right. definitely make up for the fact right. that no one cares about the baseball team. Right. You have figured it out, yep. baby. Yeah, we sit you around have, and we're sit around and we're, done we're so math. thrilled that they're 50 and 102. You have, this is a good thing <laughs> right. for us because we can sell $5 T-shirts. You the have, only time the only time any of us ever made any money, well, we, even the one year we didn't because we were told we were getting someone we didn't, but the only time we ever made any money at all is when the football team was good. God. That's, remember, I got into God. it with Harbaugh one day, and he goes, "You guys, you, you guys want us to lose?" I'm like, "John, hold on a second you here. No you're idea. brain dead. No clue you have no idea what about. you're talking about. I'm born and raised here. Like you, and I said this to John. I'm like, John, hold on a minute. Now you, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. If you think we want you to lose, it's actually the exact opposite. Correct. We want you to win. Literally the exact. We're not opposite. the Sun Paper columnists who want you to lose. We want you to win." Like, you're insane if you think we want you to lose. The Orioles, it's always been that way. You think we want you to lose? We're just idiots that think we know better about how you go about winning right. and losing. But, like, you, you think we want yeah. you to lose? No. You're you're crazy. It's... Everyone's life. This thing this thing goes way up. The value of this news, this magazine goes way up when the baseball team and the, and the football team win. It's, it's filled like this. Speaking of which, you can My go pick website. up the new print issue right. of Press Box right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations. It's so good that it is just twice so far distracted, Drew, during the course of and this hour. It is good. Go pick it up right now. Lamar Jackson cover story from Bo well, Smoke. I don't know about him, but... Um, Who, Lamar or Bo? Overrated. Um, both of them. Oh, okay. Um, no, nah, Bo's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com as well. The value of my website goes up when the team wins. And here's the deal. Ready? I, I, you can ask Frank Schilling this at Royal Farms. He sells more coffee when the football team wins. All true. All like, true. So this idea the morons have that you know people want the baseball team to stink or be unsuccessful, you're, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. We want the exact opposite. And that really was, to go not, not to bring it up, but that really was the genesis of the free the birds thing like these businesses downtown yeah these... I, I i it's tough for me to cross the line there because free the birds i agree with it's that after that point uh, okay but but i'm and, saying the the yeah i don't we all know i'm yeah. saying that the genesis of the free the birds whatever you want to call the what that was right the genesis of that was launched largely on the idea that when the baseball team is terrible, mm -hmm. people's businesses suffer. Fact. That was really what the I, the genesis of it was. 
if you're talking about the existential, like, what's the meaning of this? It wasn't that the team's awful and we're pissed off. It's that uh, it's it's that Bill Oliver bought PJ Crickets mm-hmm. because of the baseball stadium, and for three years he raked in more money than he ever thought he could rake in, and then for fifteen years he sat in there with himself on Tuesday nights. Yep, that was the that's really what it was. It it wasn't about the team being terrible. It was about the fact that when you don't look after the organization, the the bartender at the Hyatt doesn't make any money that night. And the cab drivers, because there wasn't Uber back then, the cab drivers don't make any money yep. when no one's going to the games. Yep. And the radio stations don't sell much advertising when the baseball team's terrible for five or six months. That's what Free the Birds was about. Now, it became, it, it morphed into something else. And yes. we could sit here all and day it, and talk and about that. Yes. But it. Yes, the idea the of The idea, it, and this is what they're going real. through in Oakland. Yep, 100%. They're going through the same thing in Oakland. Yep. The problem in Oakland is that that this organization in Oakland has been run like this for so long well, that, they, they that also, there is no turning back. Like, And this is, I hate to say this, this is a sad, because there are people in Oakland who care about the baseball team, just like there were in Baltimore. Lots of them. There are, right. But there is no going back in Oakland. It's over. Well, but they also don't have the backbone. They don't have a stadium. The, the back, that's, it, that's the backbone. They don't have a the stadium. The backbone Look, is. All, all through sports, you can go anywhere you want. Anywhere. I challenge anybody to argue this point. When your franchise declines or, or, or the sport, I, I guess it's, they're one and the same. When your franchise goes through a period of, of declining. Mm-hmm. Only one thing saves it. Yep. A new building. Correct. It's the only thing that saves it. Correct. If you if if the Capitals were still playing down there or the Bullets were still playing in that building in Landover, it, they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. The Bullets would be gone. The the Capitals may, may have survived, maybe. Right, on the heels of one player. May, maybe, right, right. Maybe. Right. But that that building perched them. It gave it, gave, it moved them up a rung or three, right? And you you can go through sports and talk about these. The only reason there's a football team in Las Vegas is they built them a stadium on the Strip, period. Yes. They wouldn't be playing at UNLV. At a time where they couldn't get one in Oakland. Yes. That's it. Fact. And, and, and it's the same thing in San Diego. There, there's no team in San Diego for one reason. Yes. It's not because the team was terrible. It's because the they were the build fans them. were bad or Not anything at all. along those lines. They those you know what those fans do on Sundays now? They drive up to LA and um, go to the games. A lot of them do. Not right. all of them. Well, but, yeah. but yeah, but a lot of people them do. that yep. were charger diehards mm-hmm. drive up there. Yep. And and this idea and that's the that's once this thing falls apart, you can only the only thing that saves it's a new stadium. Or a new facility of, of some Well, point. or in this case, the reason why it's so nonsense for everybody to continue to try to talk about Nashville or to put it out there is because they, th- this is not happening. Teams don't move out of viable stadium situations. Right. That has They're going to build a new one in Tampa. They're going to build them a new one in Milwaukee. They're, they're not letting them leave. They're, now, they're going to build them one in Tampa, and no one's going to go still. But it's well, the, if but it's in Tampa, that might do something. Maybe. Yes. But it's still the only way to keep them. But to so, the point. So do we want to build a new stadium and, and have 18000 a game, or do we want to n- not have the team? Right. Name the professional franchise that's moved out of a viable stadium situation. 
I guess the only one I would say that that comes to mind, and and I don't have enough. I, the only one that had a real legitimate place to play and picked up and moved would be Atlanta, in hockey. Oh, in hockey, yes. They just abandoned the market. Just gave they up just on said, the market. They just said, this is right. not working. Right. They had a great building. Right. That's and, true. And, well, and, the, that would be the and, one and, point that you could make. They had it. There's wasn't probably a, a couple others like that. But, again, they didn't – They it wasn't going to work for them there no matter what. Right? They had a building. It just wasn't going to work. And it probably is similar and they had, to what might happen in Baltimore if we had an NBA team here. It would not work. It just wouldn't work. Oh, they wouldn't have a building. There'd be a big but difference. But if they even if they too, had yes. a building, I don't think it would work. It's an interesting point. Like the the, the Atlanta thing was we had the building because somebody would say, well, why haven't they done that thing in Phoenix where they had a building and they still won't move it? They would literally play play a no building instead. And the difference being, they would argue, well, we had the building in the wrong spot. If we can get the building in the right spot, we think the market can work. And I have no idea if it ultimately. I mean, if that's not true, if they were good, it would right. Like it's the same thing as it is everywhere else. That you can't survive being bad. Did and the hockey having, team ever play at American Airlines? When, or no? when they first, when they first existed, and and why why is that not viable um, now? Yeah, because you can't make any profit off of that. It's the same problem now. Like the, you, but the basketball team still plays there, right? Yeah, because the guy that owns the basketball team owns the building. Okay, so he gets all of the profit off uh, the building. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like this, the days of where you can play in somebody else's building. They're over. You okay. can't you can't make enough money to operate a business that way. Um, you know you know you can do the thing like they do with the Giants and the Jets, where you share revenue on a stadium. Well, why would like, you do that when he's already making all the money? Correct. Why would you ever ever? <laughs> I think I'll share the money I'm making revenue? with you. Correct. Um, and you have to give up dates in the process. Like the, sure. the owner of the Suns is like, no, I'm not. I'm good. Like like I doesn't. I have no interest. Yeah, in Atlanta's that. really the only one. I don't remember what building Vancouver played in in the NBA. So I. I don't know if when yeah, they moved to it was Memphis or not, right? Yeah, that was a great market for the NBA mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That did that. What? Was were they in Toronto first and then Vancouver, or did they try Vancouver first? No, they went. They were two different franchises in both. They, no, no, they no. Put, but I'm saying they put, they put them at the same time. They, 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 they came were in at, the same, at the same time. time gotcha. Yes. So you got you got two of the best. I mean, I've been to both places. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, man, yep. Vancouver yep. is some kind of city. You why that? And that was very brief. How long was the team in Vancouver? Five years? Uh, I think it was not like even eight. Was I it really? Say it was eight years. Oh, wow! I'll I thought it was out. way less than that. Oh, let's get that answer. Ninety-five to two thousand one. Okay. Like. Well, seven, yeah. six years, okay. six, seven. That's what you get when you draft Steve like Francis? Um, Is that what it was? <laughs> well, maybe if he had played there, things might have gone differently. Well, Did they draft him? They did, but he said, well, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, he said, it all starts from there. He said, "I'm, I'm good." Um. But I, so I don't know that I don't remember if that's but but they weren't you know hockey had been in Atlanta in right. the seventies right the Flames and yes. had done f- fairly well um, Atlanta's just a weird place uh, it, it's such a weird sports market right like they have this inc- they have one of the best stadiums I've ever been in there and people still don't go. The new baseball stadium? No, the football stadium. Oh, the football stadium. And people still don't I haven't go. been to the new football stadium. Yeah, I went when the uh, Ravens uh, was the, the first game that Lamar played. And oh, the right. First game that Lamar yeah. played. Yeah. I have not when seen When Joe was it. healthy and John broke the news that week that there's a new quarterback in town. Right. 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 All right. What else is going on with you, dude? Getting ready for the U.S. Open. What? Alcatraz and. Uh, yeah. Alca- <laughs> all Alcatraz? Uh, Alcatraz and. Uh, yeah. 
I, you, like, you can laugh about it. You know, it's one of the greatest three set tennis matches I've ever seen in my life. The one this in oh Cincinnati. God, yeah. it was incredible. Do they like each other? Uh, Novak doesn't really like anybody. Okay, but in like that, in with that context, yeah, he likes oh, okay. Alcaraz. Okay, um, Alcaraz, you're funny. Yes, um, I know. Just making up names. Yeah, right. Um, no, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, it was are we just, doing a Ryder Cup special here? No, press box. Certainly are not. I don't know if you've heard football. And the and the baseball team's good. I don't know if you've heard the Ryder Cups every other year. Right? No, I've heard. I've heard. We're gonna pass on all of that. All right. God, every every week I tune in and you're like talking about the right. So I got to tell you two things that I saw this weekend. I'll give you an update, a life update that I had never seen before. I, I watched. Have you them. discovered any more like five year old TV yes, shows? Yes. Okay. All right. So I saw Stranger Things. <laughs> it new to me. If, if you. I saw three episodes of it. Yeah. And I announced to the guys that we were all in Deep Creek playing a golf tournament. I said, this is, I've seen a lot of dumb things in my life. This is the dumbest show I've ever seen oh, in my wow. life. Oh, wow. You went there. You know what's it's funny? It's the worst show. I've, I watched three episodes. I don't know anyone's name. Okay. I know some kid died. They pulled him out of a lake. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. I watched three episodes sober. And when the third one was over, I said, I got to tell you guys, I... Uh, there is not one piece of this that I took from it and could have a conversation you know with anybody you know about. You know what's funny about Stranger Things is I watch it. I like the nostalgia. The sci-fi does nothing for me. Like, zero. I, I don't even the know what The stuff that about. everybody likes does zero for me. And I watched, for the first time ever, Bill Burr. Which one? Just a bunch of them. Oh, okay. All right. Bill Burr is very funny. He's very funny. Bill Burr is really. He's funny. very funny. There's no question. I'm about not that. sure. I'm not sure. You know, if, did you know who he was? I, I knew. Oh, okay. I just right. didn't know. I had never really <laughs> been exposed to his comedy, and I don't know if like it feels to me Drew, like Drew Forrester discovers the internet. I know <laughs> it's weird. I feel like he's got a Confederate the, flag the tattooed on his shoulder. Oh no, no, he's not that. Are you sure? No, he's not that. He's now he's from Boston, so like you know. Are you sure like he doesn't have a Confederate an, flag like tattooed you, on his back? When you're born in Boston, you could be like the, the best person in the city, but you're still going to have a slight amount right. of like racism I, in there. I, I like, get it. It's going to exist. I thought he was really funny. The WNBA stuff, I was standing up in the room applauding him. Because no one's ever, there is no one that's ever bought a ticket to a WNBA that's game. That's not remotely That is definitely true. true. That's not remotely true. Definitely you true. You know a guy. There is no one who's ever taken money You're, out of their pocket that's not. at now, the ticket now, window. We're not, nope. doing, we're not doing that. We're not I'm doing that. I'm just telling you. We're not doing that. I'm telling you. We can do a lot of things. We're not doing that. No one's ever done it. I was the only guy at the bar last night that got off. The, one of the uh, questions of trivia last night was. Uh, oh, I'll answer it. Well, I, you know, you'll get it. You can't oh. answer it. you got to give it to these two. I don't know. He likes that. Yeah, they'll get it. Everybody here will get it. Uh, what were the four teams that the U.S. played in the World Cup this year was the question at the bar last night. Oh, hell. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it takes you a second. Okay. You, you remember uh, all uh, four okay. of them. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll remember all four of them very quickly. What the, about over there? The, the men's team? No. The, was the there a men's team. World Cup this year? Well, I mean, in the last oh, I, calendar. Oh, I thought you meant men's. No, the World Cup that just happened. Oh, the women's? Yes. Um, what, they got what they deserved. You were they, doing this. You're pulling out the <laughs> WNBA and this right now? Really? We did so well. We got 59 hard, minutes in without broken. you going down. Sweden, over. Vietnam. Uh-huh. Nice penalty kick. Yeah. Um, which one? The Netherlands. Oh, you know which one. <laughs> right. That's the one you worked <laughs> up about? Not the other. Not the one that was arguably worse. All right. Uh, they could have won the game for them. I can't yeah. remember the third team. Come on, dog. Yeah, Portugal. Yeah, oh, yeah, Portugal. And? Uh, Netherlands. Yes. Yeah. Correct. 
Those so the men and the women lost to the Netherlands. Yes, that's true. Wait. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's true. Right. Yes, 100%. Because we played yep. Iran. Don't yep. forget, you can't mispronounce England, that. England. Iran. England and Iran. Wellis. Yes. Well, yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, here's one. We This was an actual category. And I the Netherlands. God. Uh, Who scored the goal for us in the Netherlands game? You know? I think I do. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was Pepe, but it, it might have been. I, oh, my God. No, it wasn't Pepe. Hang on. Who scored the goal for the U.S. in the 3-1 to one loss to the Netherlands? Wasn't it, some, wasn't it a veteran? No. Oh, God. Who scored the goal? Wasn't Jordan Morris because he, he hasn't scored a goal in eight years. Um, who scored the goal for the U.S.? It's driving me nuts. Do you have it? Do you know? Uh, I'm about to have it. <sighs> Here, so do this. Tell me who was in the lineup. The whole lineup? Well, yeah, just go because it, it, it'll come to me then. Uh, Polisic Did not score. Jordan Morris. No, definitely didn't score. Weah did not score. He scored the first goal and then was absent like David Oh, oh I know who it was. I know who I it was. Haven't. It's P- some. P- it's, it's it's off the beaten path, P- and I was right P- about Fock that. or whatever his name. No, is. no. It's 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 off the beaten. But you're going down the like somebody that shouldn't have scored. Keep going to tell me who's in the team. Pulisic, the whole. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Weah was on the team. Musa, McKinney, Tyler Adams. Wasn't them? Des Zimmerman, Reem Robinson. He, uh, the guy that scored, uh, was on the bench and subbed one. Okay. Aronson, Acosta, Cardi, Carter Vickers. Okay. Long, Moore, Morris, Reyna. Well, you're, you're telling me everybody who didn't score. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm telling everybody. I, I know that. Who scored? Haji Wright. Yeah. I didn't even know he was yeah. on the team. Yeah. Hell. Totally off the beaten path. Okay. Totally off the beaten path. That was a fluke. All right. Um, All right. Oh, you know what? I was going to give you this too. This was from trivia two weeks ago. Okay, I'll get it. Oh, this is this one. I, with the path that we had to take to get to this. What um, team? What team will Gunnar Anderson play for in two thousand twenty-eight? This is a three-parter. Mets. This is it. This is a three-parter. Each of the answers is also the name of an MLS team. So we're I dis- don't know all the teams. But in no, no. MLS. Listen, we're right. describing a word that's also the name of an MLS team. Okay, go ahead. All right. All right. Name of a city the or first a team? One, the team. The, 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 the first one is very easy. Okay. The first one could not be easier. Chicago's O'Hare Airport is the largest hub for this airline. Um, oh, I, I know. United. Thank oh, you. Yes. yes. United. Easy. Right. Okay. Very easy. DC United. Yes. I'm doing the, this, by the way. You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Over Go ahead. I, in a million years, I would have never got Pinwheel, Whirlpool, Elliptical and spiral are all types of what? Uh, exercise equipment. That's that's what I would have said. Louis, the St. Louis yeah, I exercise. Be, I don't believe that's what the St. Louis the exercise equipment. I don't think um, so. 
That's a weird name for a team. Right. Hey, you guys want to go see the yeah. exercise equipment tonight? Pinwheel. Um, By the way, what had to happen in order for us to get go three for three in this round is I literally had to write down the names of all of the MLS teams right, go, go, to allow John Proctor to figure out. Oh, you brought that goof? Uh, he's he's actually quite good at trivia. Yeah, that's because he sits around all the time. He doesn't have pin, a job. Pin, well, Tell him to go we're work. Working on that. Pinwheel, Whirlpool, right. Elliptical, and Spiral are all types of what? I, I know the answer, and I still don't know it. I think... Can I tell you a guess? Yes. Whitecaps, maybe? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> just what's this, name it an MLS. Columbus what's Crew. The, what's the St. Louis team's name? Uh, it's just like St. Louis FC or something like that. That's original. Yeah. Um, a hell of an Gotham, idea. No, that's not it. All right. D- tell me, because I don't know the names of the teams in the league. St. Louis City is the name. Oh, and another original right. one. No, These are all types of galaxies. Ah. Uh, duh. You get it, did you get that right? Yes, but only because... Literally, I down, sat down and wrote. Galaxy. I just wrote I down the name of hot every tubs. MLS team. And John was like, "Oh, Galaxy." And, and John Warpool was like, "Oh, yeah, tub. Galaxy." I'm like, "What? What?" Yeah, that's because he right. cheated and looked at his phone. He's not uh, that smart. According to Webster's Dictionary, defined as a wave crest breaking into foam, usually Got it. in the plural. Okay, yeah, no. so Whitecaps. Yes, yeah. Whitecaps, correct. Well, that's a Whitecaps. Well, the other ones. I don't know all the teams in the league. Uh, I did. I did know I all don't. the teams in the league, but it was a struggle for a second. I'm Nashville like, has a team, right? Yes, Nashville has Cincinnati a team. But they has also a team. have a generic name. But Cincinnati has a yeah, team? Yeah, Cincinnati also has a generic name. All of the new teams have had generic Austin. You know X. what they should do is sign Messi. That's a hell of an idea. You should recommend that. If they sign. sign Messi, dude. I, I, my, 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 the goal my, the other night drove me well, insane. It, it was it was spectacular. but it was Spectacular? It was from 30 yards away and it was on the ground. I understand I understand. Ethan could have saved it. Playing against guys that you went to high school with. That's the problem. Ethan could have saved that shot. And that's the Jamaican goalie who's supposed to be good. We had a a whole conversation with um, my producer at the radio station, Caleb, our producer at the radio station, about how important. I'm like, Caleb, I love you, but it's exciting when Messi's playing. Like, people are excited about that. They should no, shut the league down. Messi, Messi Based playing, on what I've seen. Messi this playing. This 54-year-old guy's come in, and he's got 10 goals in seven games, and they can't lose. He was, you're, you're comparing him to Beckham now. Messi arrived at a time he was far more relevant than he's any of these He's in the November other of his career. I, he's, uh, I, dude, he just won the World Cup. Like, he's in the October. I'll give you that. Okay. But he is still... This is all about him. It's unreal how good he is. It doesn't do anything for when Minnesota plays Seattle on a a Friday night. No one cares more about that because Messi plays in Miami. Totally agree. You can't create something where it makes the MLS more They should make him play for every team. Correct. (laughs) I agree with that all the time. They got to reschedule all the games. All right. We got him in Philadelphia at 2. And hey, then Messi, DC at meet, your, meet your teammates for tonight. That's Bill. That's uh, Marco. Right. That's Javier. Right. Um, what color jersey you want yeah. to wear tonight? I don't know. Give me the red one. Or maybe a uh, different team every weekend or something. Like everybody gets their messy weekend. Where am I playing tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow night you're with Nashville. Right. Okay, great. God. All right, dude. By the way, I think, there's some, I think that there's some legitimacy to that. Just let him play for all the teams. I told you once. I know I told you this. I paid $4,000 for Tony Miola to play against us. Right. I told you that. Just to get him in the... The Buffalo GM called and said, hey, Friday night. This was on like Monday. Yeah. Might have been even the week before. Might have been like the Thursday before. The Buffalo GM, who was a great guy, Jim May, called and said, hey, um, how are you guys looking for a crowd next Friday night? I said, I don't know. We got got 5,000 tickets sold. He said, $4,000 will play Miola. I said, what? He said, if you give us four grand... 
we'll play Tony Miola in the game. I said, well, how do you? What are you? Yeah, how do right. I get? How do I get the check? How do yeah, I get the check right. to you? Hundred percent. Miola played. In the, Miola <laughs> and played. How many, and how many tickets did you sell? Eleven thousand. There you go. There and everybody you go. thought I was a genius. There you go. Man, I tell you, they're selling some tickets at the arena, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> we paid four grand and beat them like a drum. We beat him like eighteen to six because he was terrible. <laughs> It was awesome. Well, he was a kicker more than he was a goalie. He was a he was a football. But we we paid four thousand dollars to have the other team play someone in our arena. I don't blame you. I it's don't. like bringing the San Diego chicken, except I didn't have to deal yeah, with yeah, him right. for six hours. I love, that. I love that story. All right, dude. All do right. Wanna, do you want to do you want to do you want to wait? Do you want to do tidbit and tubular with us? No, I got to go. All right, um, get out of here. Fairways and greens Sunday. Sun- noon, Fairways and greens. Drewsmorningdish dot com. Uh, Mark Suchi wrote a really cool piece today about baseball. Um, and this uh, is just, this is the swan song Sunday, tearing up because this uh, is your last show. Yeah, this is it? Okay, golf I think, season. Is I think it's cool. our last Sunday show too. Yeah, it should is. be. All right, get, we'll see you guys. Get out of here. Come back in. Get a tidbit and two to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. You feel that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use my promo code, GlennClark23, to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code GlennClark23. All one word, no spaces, two N's in Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports and that promo code Glenn Clark 23. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. Last weekend of the regular season kicks off on Friday the 8th with Adley Rutschman Night. Mystery Adley Rutschman giveaway items for the first 750 fans. Fireworks on Saturday with the return of our 1K beer run. See how fast you can complete the race while getting three beers down. And our Birdland celebration on Sunday. Free autograph items for the first 1,000 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of A.J. Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at ajmichaels.com. That's ajmichaels.com. The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fair, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit Maryland5star.us for tickets. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. It's a man.
America's Biggest Bike Race returns to Maryland Sunday, September 3rd as 120 of the world's best cyclists race the Maryland Cycling Classic presented by United Healthcare. Come enjoy the free fan zones and festival with interactives, food, and drink beginning at noon. Then see the exciting race conclusion from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Inner Harbor. Come be loud, be proud, and let the world hear you. For more information, go to MarylandCyclingClassic.us. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know what's on Grinder or anything, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. It's a little awkward this morning because Griffin is sort of talking to Ryan like he's I, an intern <laughs> well, like that's I, trying to learn how to do this. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Like you know? Ry- Ryan's been doing this for, I don't know, 50 years at this point, something like that. That beard. Go ahead. You can I, turn it. I, yeah. do, I do appreciate the detail. The detail. Right. The attention to detail. It's, thank you. Griffin's like, dotting all the well, eyes. You don't, and you don't the have to do that. No, Ryan can. There's, we're, not, we're, not, we're not pussyfooting around with Ryan. Okay. The expectation level should be that he's capable of producing the show. Just wait till Thursday. Uh, I'm going to regret what I said. <laughs> this man uploaded 5,000 names into a college football video game so he could have all of the players oh, have really? their names. Yep. That's pretty cool. If, if you think at, that he at the beach at, at Ocean City. There's nothing better to do, obviously. So makes, it makes sense. So many things I want to say that I'm not going to say. <laughs> not going to do that. He's fine. He's going to be able to handle producing the show. If this is too much for him, then you know what? Maybe maybe, th- maybe his last radio station made the right choice. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. This, is, maybe this is like riding a bike. Maybe yeah. I haven't ridden the bike in a long time. Oh, he, he wanted to come by today. I want to make sure it was worth no, it. No, I'm glad that he came by to see the, the, the specifics of how we do things. But there's, it shouldn't be too big for him. Okay. Can I come back he tomorrow? Be, if you would like to, by all means. It shouldn't be deer in headlights for Ryan. He should be capable of sitting down and figuring it all out. And I'm going to yell at him the same way I always yelled at him, and the way that I yell at you. It's going to happen. That's the way it goes. If I don't, then it's because I don't care about you. That's uh, uh, w- Welcome to being a part of my family. You yell because you love. That's the way that it works. Hi. Uh, by the way, uh, we, need to, we need to take shots at Eric Arditi more frequently. Okay. J- Jeremy's segment was the most played segment of the week. Was it really? we got to take more shots at Eric. I don't know how we do that. I got to come up with more material. Uh, what did he tweet? We got to get after. We got to get after Eric more often. I smell a weekly turning, bit. Yeah, it's turning into content. So I got to make this a more permanent thing, man. Like whatever we come up with, I got to do it more frequently. We got to figure out ways to get after Eric. Started an internet fight. People were mad. Eric suggested that we completely sullied Jurassic Park. First of all, that was just a passing shot from Jeremy. But I stand by it. Like, like well, Eric treats it. I like Jurassic Park. I like Jurassic Park, too. But Eric treats it like it's Rocky. You know what the I mean? Original, like, I mean, the original Jurassic Park might be. The original Jurassic Park was, a, it's not Rocky, but it's a mm. good, it's, no, stop. You're, you're going to embarrass yourself. Not. It's not Rocky, but it's a damn good film. And if they had never made another one, we'd be, we would treat it a certain way. The problem is Eric still treats every time there's a Jurassic Park movie out, he acts like, as a country, we're all very excited about it. It's time for another Jurassic Park. Like we're like, oh god, do I have to? Yeah, they were not. Good. And like for the most part, they we were... still do. Like for the most part, we still go out and look at them, but we're not, we're not happy about it. 
we're not pleased with the choices that we're making in life. It's just that like we like going to the movies and we remember that there have been good dinosaur movies. And the first Jurassic World was fine. It was totally fine. In fact, I might have seen that with Ryan. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Ryan and I used to go to the movies together. Might have. Right, because it was in the when Chris Pratt could do no wrong type of phase. Oh yeah, we, we, did, we did see that. Yeah, thing, right. Um, I guess Ryan, like an idiot, would buy my wife Junior Mints when we go to the movie theater. Like an idiot. Yeah. She would always complain because I've said before I refuse. I will never purchase anything in a movie theater. You can kiss my ass before I. I'll will. buy popcorn. That's I will it. not be price gouged. I will yeah. not do it. You you make things reasonably priced. You then we'll talk. I'm happy to purchase your items at the correct price. When you price gouge me, I'm out. I don't buy things at movie theaters. I don't buy them at stadiums. I don't buy. Sorry. Aren't you buying a ticket? To the yes, I do that, but I'm not buying. You're not getting me to pay seven dollars for a box of candy. It will not well, happen yeah, that's... ever, ever, ever. Won't occur. I usually sneak in a pack of M and M's or something. Well, you know, I get it. I mean, other people do, but my wife would always be like, "I want, I want some Junior." I'm like. You can go out and get your own damn junior mints. And then Ryan was like, "I've made my and like an idiot, like an idiot." Put on his white cape. He would go. Oh yeah, da, 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 da. I'm riding in. <laughs> I'm the hero today. I'm like, you can have her, you know, <laughs> by all means. <laughs> still come home with me. I'm like, ah, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I pulled it off. Um, but yeah, I, the Jurassic first Jurassic World totally fine, totally passable, like. Yeah, arguably good, right? Eh, you got A lot of people would argue against that, but I would say I enjoyed the first. They leaned on enough world. of this nostalgia, they right? Had, like yeah. it worked. It had that Jimmy Buffett cameo. Yeah, the Margar the the mar- <laughs> fake Margaritaville thing that they set up. Um, Second one was no, no good, no, not good at all. No. And the last um, one also, like, you, didn't. It, yeah, it, it's you, you do having... it again. You do it, like you go. He's like, what else am I going to do? I'll go Jeff watch the stupid dinosaur movie. Alan yeah, back. I'll do this. It. But it's not good. It's not. And so it doesn't deserve to be treated the way that Eric treats it. It doesn't. And unfortunately, it's well, it also some of the bad of the other films. I'm in, fine with him getting hyped up for it. If After the movie came out, did he like kind of like, okay. But getting hyped up we, to get kicked in the teeth again? I'm so I mean, excited. We all know better. We know better than to get excited about it. Again, we'll go. We'll go. We, we did it for a couple of Transformers movies. Then we all agreed to stop going. Yep. Then we were all like, nah, we're not doing this anymore. Like, you've, you've done it too much to us. But we still even lied about Transformers 2. We're like, that was fun, right? No, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's Michael Bay at the Michael Bay nth degree. It's as bad as Armageddon. But we were just so into it, and we were so drunk on Megan Fox from the first one that we were willing, and we wanted to believe that Shia LaBeouf was going to be the, the greatest actor of a generation. So we we're all like, "Yeah, we still like Transform, Did, didn't we?" Like we're all sitting having conversations, like we we did we did we liked that, didn't we? Well, yeah, it kind of started to fall apart at the end. Yeah, but right, but we liked it, right? Like we liked it, didn't? And so we kept going, and by the by, we just said no, no, we refuse, we won't do it anymore. We'll still go to the Jurassic Park movies, but we know better. We know as we're going that we're signing up for disappointment. But if we keep going, they're going to keep making them. That's true. It's our fault, and it's Eric's fault, mostly. <laughs> what an asshole Eric is. That's why we need to keep That's going. That's what it keeps coming back keep to. Them. What an asshole he is. And I stand by the, the points that when he says, yeah, it was, it's, when he talks about the scene in um, Step Brothers, and he says it's the worst scene in the movie, it can't be the worst scene, it can't be the worst anything because it is a clever scene to use for character development that's what it is it's not an snl sketch in and of itself 
but it's a very clever way to accomplish character development, in which case it's not worst anything. It is a good scene. It's not, by itself, slapstick hilarious. I don't disagree with that. But you can't call it the worst scene because it can't be the worst anything. It's good. It is a good character development scene. Even in the funniest movies of all time, not every scene can be piss-your-pants slapstick comedy. You still have to worry about making a movie at some point. You have to establish who Derek is and what type of... Why? Why is Derek's wife suddenly interested in being with a man-child? Because of what she has to put up with at home. You can establish all those things in a clever way instead of trying to do some dumb dramatic scene. It works. And you're an asshole, Eric. And I love you. And it's not personal. So we need to do that more frequently because okay. we got a ton of we got a ton of play out of it yesterday. Got a bunch of play That's out it. of it. So every day we basically are going to have to do something. Find me something that I can dunk on from Eric. He still hasn't paid off his last bet too, by the way. All uh, right, right. Still hasn't played. You got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Get on that because yeah. you're going to have to make the pizza, or you yeah. can ask Gwen's Chili Bowl to make the pizza if you'd like. I don't care. Don't oh, we're going to do <laughs> we're going to do picks starting on Thursday. Right, Ryan, you'll be here. You want to be in on picks this season? Sure. Ryan wants to see sure? the table. Yeah, do you know what you're getting in for? What am I? What am I getting so into? We had it's a little bit of money. It's a little bit of money. Okay. It's like twenty five bucks for the year. Ooh, <laughs> little bit of money. Should I show him what happened it's, a couple weeks ago, or yeah, just not tell it, him? The real, the real thing here is not losing. Okay. The loser is the problem here. The winner gets a very, very minimal amount. The loser, which is almost certainly going to be Andrew Stecka, so you'll be fine, yeah. right? Like, don't worry too much about it. Okay. The loser has to pay a penalty. In past years, uh, losing penalties have included uh, had to do uh, shots every 15 minutes of tuna fish and sardine juice off of an ice luge. It's truly the grossest thing I've ever. Uh, I still get get the heebies thinking about it. Like I'm glad it, I didn't have to experience. God that. damn it! Um, um, had to get your back waxed uh, and can eat a tarantula. And then most recently, uh, Andrew Stecka enjoyed a worm burger. Uh, a delicious burger made of worms. That is a burger. Very tasty burger of worms, and also had my buttocks in his face. <laughs> and he was also dressed in a, in a wedding, in a wedding dress. dress. Yeah. Well, that part, I mean, that's not that's not abnormal. But yes, I also <laughs> rub my buttocks directly in Andrew's face. Uh, but again, also not that abnormal, if we're being honest about it. Um, this year, picks penalty, <laughs> picks penalty. I'm thinking about going with an Irish theme. Oh. Uh, because the first game we're picking is in you, Dublin. Uh, because you're so excited. I thought you were going to say, so Sean O'Malley won, you were so excited. Yeah, that's the reason. Because the first game we're picking is in Dublin, and to honor the late Alex Collins, mm. what I know part of it is going to be is that you have to perform a traditional Irish dance. But unlike Andrew Stecka, who just didn't bother to learn what the worm was. <laughs> you have to learn. You have to go to a class? You have to go to a class. Wow. You have to take get video of you going to a class or – getting a private lesson, whatever it would take, to learn how to perform an Irish dance a la what Alex Collins did. That's only one element, of course. Other elements, uh, I found out. Hang on a second. Hang on. What did I learn? Hang on a second. I learned, uh, because I thought Haggis was Irish, and I was told, no, it's Scottish. You're you're an idiot. (laughs) Maybe I'm racist. I don't don't know what just happened Uh, there. I I learned something. Um, uh, Blood sausage will definitely be involved. That, and I, mean, I was told about tripe. I, I tripe. don't even. I don't know if I want to know. Commonly cooked with milk and onions, this dish is certainly not for everyone. 
Even some Irish people themselves find it disgusting. Tripe comes from the stomach, stomach. Yeah. of the animal, most often oh. cows. Oh. It has been a long-held tradition in Ireland with many older well, generations so and traditional beef. restaurants still cooking it on occasion. Yeah, it's it's beef. Tripe. Tripe apparently looks like that. That's apparently what tripe looks oh, like. Oh god, like the the white thing or No. No. The, um, okay, the the stuff that looks like meat, I guess. It does look like meat. Okay. Right? It looks like tenderloin. Yeah. So, tripe right. and blood sausage will definitely be on the menu for the loser. Uh. The um, then you throw it up after Irish dancing. Got it. Got it. Well, that was uh, <laughs> Proctor was suggesting that, right? <laughs> like, like you do, then you do the dance, and then I need we need to add. Uh, we think I'm thinking dress as the Notre Dame mascot, oh. which would be painful for me because I hate Notre Dame, right? And then so you dress up as like a leprechaun or like yeah, but specifically as the the Notre Dame. Well, I don't want to say leprechaun because that definitely comes off racist. So oh. I just want to say okay. the Notre Dame mascot. All right, like I, that's what I'm going with. So you dress up as a Notre Dame mascot, tripe, blood sausage, um, uh, the Irish dance, which, again, you have to go to a lesson for. You cannot just come in here and half-ass your way through it. Like, uh, I mean, I'm Irish dancing. They still classify it as what? a leprechaun. So I, Stop saying all right, all right, that. Sorry, sorry. Griffin. Sorry. That's, like, that's literally. I understand, okay. but that's where it comes off kind of racist. All right, I'm, not, I'm just I mean, no. saying dress as the Notre Dame. Jesus Christ, how many times do I have to say it? Dress as the Notre Dame mascot. Got it? All right. Holy F. <laughs> you sure you don't want to stay? Like, maybe made it Wednesday through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just take the... We'll see you next Monday. I missed miss this yelling. <laughs> How many times do I have to say, I, I don't want to say anything. that? It's, <sighs> it's on there. Okay. God! I didn't say, say anything. I didn't say anything. I mean, I feel like it needs another element that brings it all together. I feel like we're not quite there, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if it's—I don't know if it's getting the fight, right? Like, I don't know if that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's you know shots of uh, what's the stupid uh, Conor McGregor whiskey? Oh, what's proper that? twelve. Proper twelve. I don't know if it's shots of it's proper twelve. Yeah, it's not great. In between, uh, uh, is it particularly bad? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, like it's it. Not a, it's not a, we got to come up with the worst ideal. Irish booze. The worst, right? The worst Irish booze, and we'll add that into the list. Malort's not Irish, is it? I know it's from Chicago, and Chicago's somewhat Irish, but like, I don't think Malort is Irish. Find out what the worst Chicago booze is. We can introduce that into. Oh, then I don't know if somebody doesn't drink. I don't know what we do about that. <sighs> There's got to be another element of this that we can add in. One more element to really tie this whole thing together. But I think we're doing an Irish-themed penalty for picks this year. And we'll do our first pick segment on Thursday. All right, got to get a tidbit. Yeah. What the hell is happening? Yeah. What did I do here? Stan the Fan Charles, uh, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together yesterday. You can find it at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Tidbit is brought to you today. Buy Superbook. Use the code Clark 23 and we will match up to $250. Your first bet, win or lose. Find out more, uh, Superbook.com, but use that code Clark 23 when you sign up to get that first bet match. Uh, Zach Geloff went yard again last night. He has nine home runs in his first 32 games Good with stuff. the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. Well, Hoboth Beach is own, as, uh, right. as RDT stand, uh, points yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> screw him. What does he know? <laughs> 
uh, is the most Idiot. of any Oakland A in their first 32 games of their career. Ah. Uh, do you know who second and third on the list? No. Mitchell Page? Ah. Eight. And then Matt Chapman had seven okay. in his first 32 games. Uh, move, oh, uh, Jay Kuda had another good one uh, last night. Uh, great name for an old-timey baseball player. He points out that Trace Thompson, Clay Thompson's brother, uh, has not had a great season. He has 48 strikeouts in 94 at-bats. I didn't realize that, that. I didn't even know that was a thing. I had you no know idea. Brother, I did not know. He was, uh, I think, he was, was no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, no, he was on the Dodgers, I think, earlier in the year. Yeah. And, yeah, and if he, you yeah, say was, so. like, had a really hot start, like a really good week. I'll and believe And since you. then, he's fallen off I'll completely. Uh, but he had 48, he has 48 strikeouts in 94 at-bats this season. Uh, meanwhile, in the career of good old Candy Nelson, who had over 3,000 at-bats. I did see this. Only had 45 yeah, strikeouts I did see in his that. entire career. I did. So Trace has more strikeouts than Candy Nelson. Uh, you know what, man? So what? Different game. <laughs> uh, Marcelo Zuna hit a ho- another home run last night for the Braves. Uh, but Noted he, good guy, yeah, Marcelo exactly. Zuna. He had uh, two of them, actually. However, uh, but, he, but he is the fifth Braves player with 25 home runs now. That is the they are the second team ever in MLB history with five twenty five home run hitters. They join was it the ninety six Orioles? No, no they had like nine twenty home run hitters mm-hmm. in their lineup in ninety six. The twenty nineteen Twins. Twenty nineteen. They actually had six twenty five plus homer guys. Is, am I am I supposed to tell you who? They uh, were? I mean, I that does. I, I feel like it is a good tidbit. I was gonna finish yesterday's. Oh, we can tips. finish yesterday's. Uh, but do you want to try to guess any of the six? God, Nelson Cruz. Uh, Nelson Cruz is one of them. Yes. Uh, Kepler. Uh, yes, Max Kepler is one of them. Sano. Miguel Sano, in fact. Uh, Buxton? Not Byron Buxton. 2019? Yeah, 2019 Twins. Uh, I don't think Polanco would have hit that many. Uh, yeah, he had 22. Oh, wow. I'm actually surprised yeah. he hit that many. Uh, God, who am I blanking Yeah, they had on? a lot of guys that just... Um, the 2019 Twins were really good. Like, they had a... Like a it, they maybe didn't finish with it, but they definitely had, like, the best record in baseball for a while. They are a very exciting team. Um, I'm going to... I'm gonna come up with it because I was I was half interested because of Nelson Cruz and because he would come on with us when we would play him. No. Oh, was Scope on that team? He was, but he only Not had only guys. 23 home runs. Which um, was pretty good. CJ Crone. CJ Crone was on the 2019 Twins and had 25 plus. An outfielder and Rosario, Eddie Rosario, and their catcher. I don't remember who their catcher was. He's currently with the Rangers. Jonah Heim? Not Jonah Heim. Twins? I don't remember. Mitch Garver. Oh, Mitch, Mitch Garver. Garver. Okay. Uh, so finally, uh, so as I pointed out, Gunnar Henderson was the second youngest player ever to have two doubles, three, or two doubles, a triple, and a home run in a game on right. Sunday. Also the youngest Oriole to do so. He is the 14th Oriole to do it. 14th Oriole to have two doubles, a triple, and a home run in the same game. Correct. Jesus Christ. Who are the rest? All right. Well, I have no basis for this because I'm not going to yeah. remember any of these. This is just me guessing make it, good make it Orioles Make 13th Oriole because one of them did it twice. Ah, okay. So, um, well, Sorry, two of them did it twice, so let's, 12. Let's 12 try. Orioles. Okay, let's try Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken did, of course. Do it. Cal Ripken was the youngest Oriole. I do always kind of love it when uh, when Ryan calls him Calvin. Like when he was uh, on yeah. yesterday, he's like, yeah, yeah. sorry, Calvin. <laughs> I always kind of enjoy that. Uh, let's try Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray is, he did not, He never did this. Raphael Palmero. Rafi never did. That's this. surprising. Uh, Miguel Tejada. Miguel Tejada did it twice. Did it in 04 and 05. Um, Brooks Robinson. Brooks never did it. Boog Powell. Boog never I did it. I guess triples is probably the difficult part here. <laughs> yeah. Frank Robinson. Frank never did it. Brady Anderson. Brady did, in fact, do it in 98. 
about third o- third oldest Oriole to do it. How about Robbie Alomar? Nope, not Robbie. How about Adam Jones? Not Adam. Brian Roberts. Not Brian Roberts. Nick Markakis. Not Nick Markakis. This is starting to get yeah. dicey here. Chris Davis. Chris Davis never did it. Weird. Um, I'm starting to think these are going to be more random, and I don't like that. Yeah. Don't like that. Chris Hoyles. Not Chris Hoyles. Matt Weeters. Oh, it's actually only 11. Brady Anderson did it Oh, twice. my Sorry. God. And we're going to find out there's five guys yeah. that did it in a minute. <laughs> no, it's 11. It's 11. Jesus Christ. Matt um, Weeters never did it. Ken One Singleton. The, uh, no. One of them I did mention yesterday as the oldest to do it. Do you think I'm going to remember anything that happened yesterday? <laughs> I thought maybe. God. Uh, the oldest to do it. What? Oldest to do it was Nelson Cruz. No, I don't remember. I don't remember who you said it was. All right, he, he, was, he did it in 2000. Stop. Okay. How about um, Al Bumbry? Al Bumbry. Paul never Blair. Did never did it. At least not with the O's. Melvin Mora was the guy that was the oldest. Mm, Melvin Mora was the oldest. 2008. I do remember that. He's no. also the most recent to do this. Uh, I don't know. Mark Belanger never got a hit, so I don't think it was Mark Belanger. It was not Mark Belanger. <sighs> Cedric Mullins. No. Melvin Moore was the most recent, too. Melvin um, Moore was the most recent? Yeah. Christ. And these are all you Orioles? Have guys, these yeah. aren't St. Louis Browns, are they? No, they're not. I promise. Two guys on this list were traded for each other. Shut up! <laughs> Rick Dempsey? Not Rick Dempsey. Fred Lynn? Not Fred Lynn. Traded for each other. Luke Scott? Not Luke Scott. Who? Trying to come up with who else was traded, yeah, who for, was each traded other. for each other. I'm trying to come up with who that. The guy at second to bottom of the list and the guy fourth down. Okay. Doesn't, that doesn't, it. That it. doesn't. And it was 99. 99. A 99 Oriole. Wow, he did it in back to back months. Jeffrey Hammonds? Not Jeffrey Hammonds. 99 Oriole. 99 Orioles. This is a tough. Will Clark was a 99 Oriole. Will Clark did that in his only season with the Orioles. <laughs> or I guess, did he spend 2,000 with them? Eh. I don't remember. I really got to be honest with you. I don't remember. Will Clark is on the list, though, of Orioles with two doubles. You're trying to tell me who run. Will Clark was traded for? Yep. Will Clark was traded to St. Louis? Correct. Who's the other side of the Will Clark trade? Jesus Christ, why do you remember that? Who is the other side of the Will Clark trade? <laughs> Who came from St. Louis? I might be here all day. Go ahead. Chris Richard. Oh. Why do you remember that? I remember that team getting blown up. Why do you remember Chris Richard? Chris Richard did do it against the Cleveland Jesus baseball team. Jesus Christ. All right, everything else is before. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the, okay, so three of them are going to be really tough. There's one more from 99 that you should be able to Another get. Another 90? What the <laughs> yeah. hell was in the water in 99? Albert Bell? Did I Albert say Albert Bell? Bell? Albert Bell did it twice. He did it in uh, August and September of 99. Oh, Albert Bell. Also on the list, Don Baylor. Uh, I could have probably gotten Don Baylor. Charlie Lau. Yeah, I wasn't going to get that. Dave Duncan. Yeah, I wasn't getting those guys. I wasn't getting Dave Duncan and Charlie Lyle. Gunnar Henderson joins that list. All right, very good. <laughs> we got to go. Tubular is brought to you. It's so late. Tubular brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. Buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. So you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out Buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Orioles, Blue Jays, 7 o'clock, Masson 2, Yusei Kikuchi. Grayson hey, Rodriguez, hey. the pitching matchup. 
I can't. Uh, Matt, uh, whatever. All the rest of the baseball, find at glennclarkradio.com. You know what? Everything else, glennclarkradio.com. No, who the, you're watching the Orioles. Hard Knocks, Jets. Oh, right, yes. Oh, and uh, is, is, uh, is Swamp Kings? Uh, yes, that? Swamp Kings is uh, the Untold Swamp Kings. With the, but it's four parts. It is four parts. Out on oh, Netflix today. Oh, I bet I spent some and the time with thing, that. And the biggest thing today, though, Disney Plus, uh, coming out at 9 p.m. is the new Ahsoka show for Star Wars. It should be really, really good. I'm... But they're so it was they're they're, they're releasing yeah. it early. They're releasing it early because they, it was going to come out tomorrow oh. every Wednesday, and now they're like, no, we're going to drop it at 9 p.m. every Tuesday now. Now we don't have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, to watch exactly. It. Saves us a lot of time. <laughs> can I bring yeah, back Nerds uh, Corner on Thursday? Yeah, maybe we can bring back Nerds Corner. You know what? I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to Nerds Corner on it. if you can really put some effort into it. Put bring back Nerds Corner. Make it open. Do all that stuff for Nerds Corner. I miss that. All right, very good. Uh, Ryan uh, will be in with us on Thursday. Uh, good to have you here, pal. Thank Looking you. forward to it. Thanks today to uh, Drew Forrester. Thanks also to uh, Brandon Copeland, as well as to Buck Martinez. We'll get it up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, anything tomorrow? DJ Brown from... No, from uh, Notre Dame, Notre Annapolis Dame. native, um, getting ready for uh, Navy on Saturday. And Pete Chinnick from Towson uh, Towson football, football coach yes. Pete Chinnick joins us tomorrow as well. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Visit Baltimore, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Five Star, Glory Days Grill, Dorchester County, the Bowie Bay Sox, Royal Farms, the Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Baltimore Orioles, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Washington County, the Maryland Cycling Classic, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass is how you follow him. Ryan, where are you on uh, on the website formerly known as Twitter? Rex Specs Ryan. Rex Specs Ryan is how you follow him. All right. Uh, oh, and uh, and uh, he works with that block now. We like them. So uh, God bless. All right. Uh, have a great Tuesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. <laughs>